The Solid 7 Podcast is a proud affiliate of GORUCK. GORUCK designs and builds the toughest gear on the planet, tested and proven at thousands of GORUCK events held all over the world and led by current and former Special Forces combat veterans. The GORUCK brand stands for building better Americans, the Special Forces way of life, and a life-or-death approach to building the world's toughest gear. Visit Solid7Podcast.com and click on the GORUCK link to learn more about their gear and events and a portion of every purchase and every event registration you make will go to support us here at the Solid 7 Podcast. Well, hello world and welcome back to a Solid 7 Podcast, a better than average podcast. If I do say so myself, I'm your host, Kale, and this week, happy to welcome back for episode 100, the big one, zero, zero, one of our all-time favorites. You are my number two most listened to episode really? of all time. Yes, Mrs. Emily <laughs> McCarthy. Welcome back. Thank you, Kale. So happy to be here for the hundo. This it's is so special. Much, I was so stressed the first time I came, so I wanted to give you all this background on the first time. Oh, first, <laughs> you're an OJ. You were our first... Big guest. No. I don't know why I'm using air quotes. First big guest. You were like our first, uh, you're at the very least a solid seven celebrity. Uh, yes. So we were, you're, you've gotten the only ever like real put together gift basket. Yes. That we've yes. ever done. That was amazing. You're the only non like podcast, like insider that has a solid seven podcast mug. Yeah. I'm sure it has a place of honor in your home. It does. Um, and we brought you quite the bundle of Jocko goes. <laughs> you did. <laughs> now, when we sat down with you the first time, we weren't uh, Origin and Jocko Go, and I think they use Ambassador. Or do you guys use Ambassador? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Our two programs that we're affiliates or ambassadors sure. for now is you guys and them. Nice. Um, but we weren't at the time, and we were just putting we were just putting out good I juju. Remember. It you was were just, just trying. You're fishing. It was Oprah, The Secret, and uh, and we cracked a Jocko Go every episode. We still do. And so when I came before. I had a co-host, Josh. Yes. May he rest in peace. Josh actually coming back on in a few weeks. But, um, and so Josh made the observation afterwards because I was, I was fangirling hard coming. I did. I never prep for this. Is, what you have seen is the extent of podcast prep that I do. And like I had read through Jason's book twice before we came up. I'm listening to every other podcast, which somehow we just covered one that I, I missed. Um, and so I'm like just in the zone, just trying not to be a dork the whole time, which I think I probably failed miserably. But so <laughs> Josh is just like, it was just another podcast for him. So he's actually taking anything in. He's like, I'm going to out you a little bit here, but it's okay. It's okay. He's like, you notice she only took like one sip of her Jocko Go, right? And I'm like, no, no, I didn't. He's like, yeah, she sipped it. She smiled. She never went back to it. So, but those were the old flavors. Oh. They've revamped all their flavors. Okay. So. I'll make allowances for it. Once upon a time, I'd get kind of worked up about it um, and get defensive over the job. Like, I have anything to do with them. I'd be like, no, it doesn't have a weird aftertaste. It totally, the monk fruit totally did have a weird aftertaste. <laughs> so did the aftertaste get you, or are you just not an energy drink Kale. person? You're pretty spunky anyways. Kale, I'm naturally caffeinated. Yes. I have to, like, to avoid caffeine. <laughs> uh, so I don't do energy drinks ever. I don't drink coffee. I don't. Drink alcohol. Uh, Evan and the guys at Black Rifle ignore that Sorry, comment. Yeah. Ignore, she mean, drinks I, your coffee. I like the smell of yeah, it. Yeah, everybody likes you the know? smell of um, it. And I like the idea of all these things. Yes. But I, it's a kind of a long 
long joke that I, um, I'm like a honorary Mormon. <laughs> <That's fantastic. laughs> because, you know, I love orange yeah. juice. I love board games, love ice cream. Yeah. And, um, I don't like those other things. Yeah. And so I'm constantly getting recruited. <laughs> Occasionally, the you just wear a, a short sleeve shirt and a tie, and yeah, just, you know. just own it. <laughs> okay, well, tradition must be followed, though. Okay, so let's the, do it. There is ice cold Jocko Go here. Well, I will. I brought... Josh, I'm going to take one sip, <laughs> but I'm not going to drink anything else. <laughs> now, it's it's ladies' choice. I have watermelon, cleverly yeah. named Whoop Assault watermelon. Definitely okay, not. It's out. Definitely not. I have sour green apple. Definitely not. Ugh, it's like, like a, a Jolly, Jolly Rancher, Rancher in a can. I love it. Okay. No, thanks. So we're down to, you might be off hook entirely here. Orange. I like It's or straight I up like, like an orange crush. Yeah. I, I like that. Okay. I can do citrus. Awesome. I can't do the other things. Sorry. So it only has to, I feel like it's a, uh, what, Dave Portnoy, oh, one sip. Everybody knows the rules. So, should we crack this together? Let's do it. Let's Ready? do it. Here we go. Awesome. A little ASMR Here. there. Cheers. A hundred. So. Looks pretty good. Better than. Yeah. But I honestly, if before, I drink all this, I'll be like, <laughs> I'll be telling you a lot of things talking a mile a minute. You'll, you'll be like, we'll have to slow down the, the, <laughs> the speed. Of this. I was listening one time because I'm a podcast junkie. It's part of what led me to this. I was uh -huh. listening to Ben Shapiro's podcast one time. Um, and my wife's like, I don't know how you do this. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, listen to your podcast at like time and a half or like 1.8 or whatever. I'm like, this one's at normal speed. That's just how Ben Shapiro talks. Wow. Yeah. I do listen to them faster, but that time I wasn't. I have to now. I do to too. To get through everything I want to listen to, it's, I There's have too to. much good content out there these days. Yes. Like, it's really, you'd have to, like, it's almost like a full-time job to consume it all. Yeah. 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 And especially, I mean, with the Solid Seven podcast putting out so much. Yeah. A hundred. I was surprised. Is, is legit. We got our, um, like, Spotify does all their, whatever, year-end recap. Yeah. And we put out more we publish more minutes of content than like 98 percent of our category or something last year what is your category i don't remember <laughs> once upon a we don't fit anything well so once upon a time it problem. was tech which was too narrow yeah and i think i've switched it to social or something like okay. that i don't know i can't keep up i need a person one of these days i'll get a person <laughs> who can like actually post to instagram and i'm the worst about it it's all right. I just, ugh, the socials. I, I think, I, I think I kind of like it like that. You know, you, yeah. you go to it when you need it and then, but I know it doesn't, the algorithm doesn't like that sort of no, thing. No, not at all. And I'm like the videos and the music. I'm, I'm so, I'm like, I would put, you know, Chris Stapleton on everything <laughs> and the algorithm's <laughs> like, no, we're not going to promote you now. So, yeah. but well, it's been, been a minute since we were yeah, here it has. last. How, how long has it been? It's Two been years? a minute since we podcasted last. Okay. Uh, we we hung out and had some lunch we recently. We did some barbecue with our yeah. kids. And uh, which they, wife. it's so fun. Watch, like kids make things more fun. They so. just, I mean, sometimes they make things significantly <laughs> harder, uh, but they definitely make things uh, more fun. So we were up for that, but I don't. It's so I think it was episode twenty six, and we've released pretty much every week. Wow. So I came back up and recorded with Jason. Yeah. But since you've been on, it's been, it's been a minute. And there have, it was funny because the top of my notes were like, hey, there's been lots of changes at GoRug. Let's talk about that. And I roll up today and you guys have completely <laughs> like flip-flop offices. I'm like, this is the perfect lead-in. It is. So I, I come strolling. I came early 
got in a rock with the scars crew oh, this morning, which you. was nice. Yeah, nice. it's so much nicer to rock up here than Orlando. I'm sorry, I love you, Central Florida. Yeah, but I'm like the ocean breeze and the cool temps. Yeah, like yeah, this spoils you. It's pretty nice. Yeah. Well, good um, for you for rocking with the crew. That's awesome. Yeah. The, so I also. I knew this change was coming. It happens every four to five years because, you know, my husband's a restless soul. (laughs) (laughs) And and, um, also we had some kind of growing pains and things just change. Right. And it's it's kind of nice to move things around uh, because you get kind of stuck in your ways. But, yeah, the Scars team has grown and really kind of taking off and, and they have a lot of machines and they just were kind of kept piling up here at headquarters. And, you know, since, since the whole COVID thing, we, everyone that wasn't a, attached to like a machine for their work could work remotely yeah. or come in. It was just like, you know, dealer's choice. Yeah. And that there's been a lot of talk about like what works, what's good. And my take on it has always been, just let the people come back on their own. Yeah. Let it be organic. You know, putting a, like, you must be here from eight to five, four days a week. I, honestly, I don't feel like wor- the world functions like that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like people, like what did we used to do before? It was like, you had to do everything in these off, we're off hours. Yeah. And I just, I just don't think that's a good way to live. And so the, it has worked the, the, and for all those all the people that are in different industries where that, the, the, just check yourself out of that. Yeah. That doesn't work. But the, this idea that if you allow people the freedom, I think, to make good, their choices and, and make it enticing and yeah. say, hey, it's kind of fun to get together. And we actually, we get more accomplished when we meet up in person yeah. on these things. And we've noticed uh, people coming in more often. They want to change up. But they also, when you've got something that you got to do some writing or closing the books as an accountant or, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to just produce Yeah, having a bunch of people distract you all the time. And you know, the water cooler talk does not work. Yeah. Right? So it's, it's about syncing up those moments. Yeah. And so this kind of came out, came about to sort of better utilizes the two spaces and, you know, headquarters. Now we have fewer people that are in there at the same time, but we still need to convene. Yeah. And then the SCARS team, it's going to be a better, I think, um, visitor experience, too, to walk in, to see the machines, to have a point of sale for yeah. the PX again, to be able to, I mean, and the SCARS team has been briefed that, like, hey, you, there's going to be some people that are going to have to stop what they're doing to welcome people yeah. in and kind of give them the, what we call the, the you know, the nickel tour. So yeah, that's no, where we are. I, we were joking before we started recording because... <clears throat> the times I've been to HQ, sometimes there's been a PX, sometimes there's been some <laughs> stuff for sale here, sometimes there's not. Yeah. Um, it just depends. And so um, this isn't a live recording, so I'll pre-apologize to my wife right now for the <laughs> fact that I walk in and there's an eight-foot-tall rack of gear yeah. on sale staring me in the face. And I'm going to leave with new things. Yes. And I'm not super sorry about it. Yeah. Um, and then we'll figure out if uh, if it's a business expense because I'm here, I'm here to record. Yeah. And we'll talk about... I'll talk about it on the podcast. Awesome. So, cool. um, yeah, it's, it's weird because some jobs have to be staffed, right? Like somebody has got to be yes. there doing that thing while you're open for business, mm-hmm. but a lot's not like that, Mm-mm. but we're all stuck in this mindset or so many businesses are stuck in this mindset of somewhere. Somebody decided most jobs take 40 hours a week to complete. Mm-hmm. And 
inevitably you're paying people to sit around and talk or surf the internet or try to look busy. Or I've always loved the quote, uh, work expands so as to fill the time allotted for its completion. So yeah, it takes 40 hours because if they're done yeah. earlier, you're not you're, you're going trapped. to pay them mm-hmm. when most things should just be like contract or project work. I agree. What do you need done? When I'm done, can I leave? Yes. Cool. That's way more attractive to me. Yeah. And I can, you can go start a podcast or go read a book or go out for a ruck or whatever. Right. And if the work's done and the quality is the same, who cares? Who, who sets the work-life balance? Yeah. Is it, is it the place of work or is it the person, you know? And it, yeah, not, not everyone has, uh, you know, it, it depends on what you do. Yeah. Like, and I, 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 the type of industries where you have to be on the whole time, but like, think about a teacher, a teacher, when I was a teacher, it's like, from the moment you walk in into the moment you leave, you're, you're on, yeah. right. You're, you're teaching, you're either grading papers, you're on, you know, you're doing meetings, you're talking with kids. But then you get the summer off or you get out a little earlier mm-hmm. and it's it kind of all balances yeah. out. And I think, um, yeah, I, I just I want to see I, I want to see this where people can feel good about taking a little more autonomy for that sort of yeah. thing to say, like, you know what? Because some I always have this hard time of like I need to read and do things for my job. Like I need to be up on things or yeah. I want to be. And but it's hard to kind of relax into that. Yeah. I'm just sitting, like, if someone sees me sitting down reading, like, are they going to be like, oh, she's slot, you know, right, right, slacking. Right. Yeah. But it's actually like, no, no, this is a whole part of the equation. <laughs> this is how I get well, inspired. And and that, that same pressure now, like, every, regardless of whether or not your job actually requires it, rather, yeah. it, like, it's needed to do your job well. Yeah. We're all on call 24-7. Yeah. Like, the number of people, like, the number of people that start their day, they open their work email, I'm like, they're not paying you right now. That email will be there when you get to yeah. work. Yeah. And uh, it, so rarely is it urgent. So rarely does it need your immediate attention. Right. You know. Or or if it does, it will find you. Yes. <laughs> you yeah, know? If it's that urgent, I mean, that's Tim Ferriss's thing, right? I mean, that's way back to four-hour work week. Like, <laughs> if it really is important, they'll call. Yeah. Like, even millennials yes. who hate a phone call, they'll pick <laughs> up the true. phone and call if it's actually urgent. Well, that was that, I I mean... The book 4,000 Weeks yeah. is why I kicked off Tribe with it. It was, it, listen, was it, is it a, is it the best book I've ever read in my whole life? But no, but was it, did it have some real like footholds in yeah. it? And did it kind of speak to me at this time when we're all kind of putting the pieces back together? And my, I guess my idea now is like, why don't we put them back a little differently? Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. if you can, right. I mean, again, not everyone has that total freedom to do that, but if you have the freedom, do that. I, I've, I've been, I haven't had a babysitter in the afternoon for um, a, a month or so. And part of me is like, I'm kind of looking, but then another part of me is looking at my kids and the ages they are and how I'm like, Ooh, like I don't have much time left with them. I probably want to be picking them up more often than not from school. And yes, does it cut right in the middle of my day? Yes. But I think I still find a way in the evenings on the weekends to, to build in that, that lost time. And, Mm -hmm. and maybe it's not a hundred, you know, I'm not getting all of that time back, but I'm happier about it. And I feel less guilty. 
Have you, you ever know? seen the stats on like the amount of time you spend with your parents and mm-hmm. when in your life you spend it with yes. them and it falls off a cliff after age at 12. 18. Oh, 18. oh yeah. Well, even, yeah, no, even then say... when they start to go to their rooms, you know, I saw a stat from the 1000 hours, um, Instagram account that said 75% of the time you'll spend with your kids happens before the age 12. Doesn't that make it all seem so much more urgent? It does. Right. And that's why we were talking about it, you know, my normal recording yeah. schedule before we got started. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I plan it around when the kids are home in the evening because mm-hmm. it's, would that be a more convenient time for me to record, for most guests to record? Absolutely. But I can do it before they get home. I can do it after. So what? Because they're only going to be little and actually like yeah. run to me at the door I know. and want to hang for so long, yeah. you know, and then it's going to be, I'll have to Instagram them to, or not even. It's Instagram's for old people now. Yeah. <laughs> um, snap them or whatever comes along next to, you know, yeah. come do something. It's a gut check for sure. So that that book actually, I read it over like the Christmas break. Mm-hmm. I had, I had, been, it had been recommended to me before because it had been out about a year. And I found it so interesting that the Oliver Berkman, who is a productivity guru mm-hmm. wrote in a column on how to get the life hacks, this and that had yeah. tried everything, you know, inbox zero, all the different stacking and all these things, which are all, all have their benefits mm-hmm. and, and it's worth, it's a worthwhile experiment for a little while, yeah. I guess. But I love sort of his humility in saying, I did all these things and it was still, it, it, it created more anxiety, yeah. more work for me, less time. And, and it obviously has a kid and that changes his life. Yes. And I just, I found it, I found it very uh, liberating. And I had someone say to me in a part of the tribe community said, you know, oh, what was that? <laughs> they installed a compressor for cleanup. I love it. We yeah. were just, I was just learning this about yeah. the new scar space this morning. Oh, so. cool. Interesting. Yeah. yeah so, um, Someone said like, hey, can we talk about some mental health tools or can we discuss this that isn't all all based around suicide? Because that's obviously been a real big, you know, touch point for us and Mm -hmm. focus and uh, rightly so, given the trends and statistics and all the reports and and reality on the ground. But the I I when he's this person said that I was like light bulb went on and I was like, yes, like what a great question. Like we can still acknowledge this dire, you know, um, epidemic, but we also need to talk about like the things that have, you know, you can do to before you're on the edge. Yeah. And the first two choices of the media recommendations for tribe are speaking to that, or or that was sort of my impetus, the, Mm -hmm to choosing them and talking to others about them. Um, the 4,000 weeks, I really think it gives you a break. Yeah. It says your time is limited. Really, really don't, don't sweat the, the emails or having to have the email inbox. I mean, the thing is, it's true. You, you send out more emails, you receive more Mm -hmm. and it's a, and it's the Sisyphus. (laughs) And so, and I, and I've been there where I've tried to, be on top of everything and, and, and every part of the, the life. And I'm, I realize that I'm pretty miserable and I'm also miserable to be around. And it's like last, take for instance, last night we had all the kids in bed 
like on barely on time, like eight fifteen. They're in their beds. That's impressive. I mean, that's a feat, right? Yeah. And I, I looked. I opened up my um, phone after getting him in bed, and a good family friend who was a science teacher, a friend of my mother who taught with her, sent me a text and said, "You need to go look at the moon. Jupiter and Venus are visible." And I was like, "Oh," because she knows I love this stuff, right? right? So I, I like quickly Google, and I'm like. And so I was like, I'm just going to go check it out. So I, I take monster out and I go for a quick walk and I'm, I can't, I can't find the moon. <laughs> I'm like not looking in the right direction. You know, there's tree covers and I'm thinking to myself, maybe, maybe the, the, the clouds are blocking it. Well, I walk out to the beach and then I turn around to go back home and I go, <gasps> and there it is, this right. beautiful crescent moon. And I didn't know which one was the closest one at the moment, but at the time, uh, I, now I know it was Jupiter yeah. and Venus. It, it was a blocking blocked by a house, but. I was like, just in awe uh-huh. of, of our smallness, of our place in the yes. world, of like the fact that I found it and it was visible. And I went back home and I, oh, I, yell, I yelled up at my daughter's room because she can hear me. I'm like, Natalie, go get your brothers. Come out and see, see something in the sky. They were all in bed. My, yeah. and, and Jason's like, what are you doing? <laughs> why are you doing? Yes. He looks panicked. Like, he's yeah. like, why did you? I just got, we just got them down. And I was like, no, like, and we, we all, it was a beautiful night when I'm like, walk them to the beach. It took, it literally took seven minutes total, but it's this sort of taking that moment to be odd and, and, and surprised and, Mm -hmm. and, and, and and like that sense of wonder that kids do naturally and give, you know, remembering that as an adult, that that's really, these are the kinds of things that you remember, right? Well, let's back it up a little bit because I don't want to talk about one of the the things that's really evolved since the last time we mm-hmm. we had you on is tribe, yeah, and kind of its combination with the training component with what was SRT. Mm-hmm. Um, now, so this is year three of of yes. tribe for year you guys. Mm-hmm. So, what was kind of the impetus launching tribe to begin with, and okay. then we can talk about kind of what it's become. It, it was completely the lockdown pandemic. It was that we can no longer meet in person, mm-hmm. and you know our events were on hold for couple months yeah <laughs> that's that's kind of crazy to think about that we ran over 600 of 700 events that year of 2020 and w- amidst a lot of backlash yeah. at first but eventually we got to a good point with people and saying like this is a, your choice yeah. and some people really need this right now mm-hmm. and um also by the way zero cases of spread COVID in the yeah. you know outside but i don't want to get into that yeah um but it was it, it, the tribe came about as a reason, a way to kind of stay connected. Mm-hmm. And of course it's, you know, it's odd to sometimes it's so ironic to be promoting these things digitally when you're telling people to get offline. So we've really tried to be, we're, we're trying to continually improve that process. Yeah. Like now we're sending out little postcards in your patch mm-hmm. with the workout on it. So you're yeah. not staring at your phone the whole time. And you could just like, you know, hold this physical yes. thing and then write it on a board or however you like to do it. And, you know, a lot of people do these things solo, but people get together too. And at least it's a shared experience, yeah. even if you're doing it solo. So, it, you know, Jason, Jason is really great about finding that, that energy and, and sort of creating something out of it at yeah. the time being. And so props to him, I think for, seizing that moment and creating tribe because he, he really, it, it just kind of, it, it honestly came out about out of the blue a little bit. Yeah. And he, he, he 
I mean, it was, it was towards the end of 2020 and then we launched it in 2021 that it happened. But the, um, so it's been, yeah, 2021, 2022, and now we're in 2023 mm-hmm. for the third year of it. I will say though, you know, this is a little insider baseball. Like I sometimes have a hard time getting like catching up with him, you know, mm-hmm. like he runs with an idea and then he's like, here, catch the ball, go run with it. And I'm kind of like, where are we going? Right. <laughs> How far are we running? Yeah, like, yeah. what's the game? Like, you know, I have all these questions and, and it's like, he kind of already created this path. And I was kind of the, the first, I felt like I was going through the motions the mm-hmm. first year. And then, and also I was a little burnt out just in general with homeschooling and working and the whole thing and just stressed. And, and I had to kind of get back into some therapy and really kind of work some things out for myself and I'm, I'm doing better yeah. and, and that's good. But I think, I think a lot of people can relate to that. Um, and it's just a constant process, but I feel as of like last year, at some point I kind of was like, you know, I'm just going to make this my own or, you know, with input from others, but I'm right, just going right. to really, I'm going to really dig in. And so it felt good to me this year to kind of be a part of the media rec, you know, picks and to, to really feel a part of that. And, and I hope it reflects in sort of the energy behind it. Yeah. And it's, you know, Jason is, he's off on doing something else. You know, he's, he's, he's constantly bringing new energy and finding yeah. new things to do, which you need mm-hmm. in, in an organization. And I, and I recommend it, but there's, there's also the account management side of things yeah. or the continuing the relationship, but you can't just like be like, Hey, make an introduction. Now, where do we go? So that that's kind of where we are. And I think now, now what we've got now is I've kind of formed this team between me, Roger Sparks, Mike Roussel, Michael Easter, Jason, Richard Rice, Jala Shaw with tribe kids, Mm -hmm. Kadri DS, his wife is D um, other guest contributors. And we, we are, we're meeting frequently. We're, you know, talking about, it's not just like what unilateral idea that's not as connected. It's, it's basically like when teachers get all on the same curriculum, you know, when they're, you're talking about, uh, in, in literature, you're reading, you know, Greek and Roman mythology and you're studying those same things in history and it just helps people connect dots. And there's something really sort of beautiful about that. So I, I'm work. That's the goal for me Mm -hmm. is like to, to make sure everyone feels like they know what's coming. They understand what the theme is. Like Roger and I, Roger came here from Alaska with his son, Oz, and we spent a whole day whiteboarding themes for this year and next, just the words. Oh, wow. Yeah. And and the words are, I'll get, I'm glad I get to talk to you about this because for like next month, the word, the, the theme is luck. And it's also women's history month. And we're like, wanted to spotlight the cultural support teams and for a minute, I was like, oh, I don't really like the juxtaposition of this, but that, that's the beautiful thing about language. You can yeah. talk about it. Like, there's nothing, it wasn't lucky for them. They worked hard. They did all these things, but the, that's just our theme for that month, you know, a little bit with St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, you yeah. know, it, it doesn't all have to match up, mm-hmm. matchy, matchy, but he and I sat down and whiteboarded themes for, you know, the, the, the overarching theme for this year is change. And, um, we have our theme for next year. And then we kind of came up with all these words for each month. And really that's just an organizational thing. That's just a way to kind of, there's so much to do, like so many ways to, to, to approach something, to have 
a word to just mm-hmm. kind of keep coming back to, even if it's indirect or tangential, I think it's really helpful. Yeah. No, it's been cool to to see it grow. And it's, it's cool that it's such a whole person concept, yeah. right? Because it's it would be easy, especially for somebody that hasn't experienced Go Ruck a lot. Maybe they've got gear but haven't done an event, right, mm-hmm. or haven't done Tribe. And it, it's easy to be pigeonholed as that I pick things up, I put them down, yeah. right? It's easy to <laughs> yeah. focus on the on that physical yeah. challenge. So to pull in these components where it's like, no, read this thing and get together with somebody and, you know, do the yeah. physical too. And now this year, okay, let's get together, whether it's virtually or otherwise, right. and talk about this thing that we've read or that we've watched or that we've listened yeah. to now as it branches out. It's been really cool to see that Thanks. evolution. And one of my favorite things about it is – and so – uh, we should probably backtrack for for listeners that haven't heard about Tribe or aren't familiar yeah. with it. It's I don't know. It's it's kind of I mean, do you, do you have an elevator pitch for Tribe? I mean, it's a monthly subscription kind of thing. You get you get a patch, which gives you something to complain about if you haven't gotten your patch yet. Which <laughs> I, I was going to come in here with a joke that the only reason I booked was to ask where my Tribe patch yeah. is. Um, but uh, and you know, if you're kind of in the Goer community, everybody loves a patch. But it's yes. not the point. It's there's something to you know read or listen to or watch. But my my fa- and then. You know, a workout or a rucking challenge yeah. or both. And now training kind of intertwined with that. Yes. So there's daily workouts there if you want that mm-hmm. component. Uh, and the app's been really cool to see yeah. built in with it now. Thanks. Um, but one of my favorite aspects is just the saved round stuff. Oh, thanks. Because you all write so well. That's so And it's, nice. so, it's always so thoughtful. And there's like, you know, you can tell you guys aren't phoning it in. That's um, really great. Yeah. And it's just, I've always enjoyed reading Jason's writing anyways, because mm-hmm. he writes so unique. Um, <laughs> he does. I always, like, I just. No, 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 period. I can't separate <laughs> Jason in my head from the phrase, since forever. <laughs> like, since. it's such a strong go-to. Um, That's cute. But so it's been such a cool experience. And it is Thanks. that challenge where, could you pick up a book and read it every month and not do Tribe? Sure, because you work out all the time and, and not do Tribe. Yes, yeah. you could do that stuff on your own, but it's but you wouldn't. Like, we don't. We don't make that time. And, it's like, I I love to read. Yeah. But if I'm not intentional, it's so easy to go so long without introducing anything new. And so much, there's been several things where it's like, I never would have picked that up and yeah. read it on my own. What did we read from Hemingway last year? Um, For Whom the Bell Tolls? Or no. No, it was... um. Um, I'm blanking. I'm the pretty sun, sure I messaged sun, you when I got the done. The sun I'm also like, rises. No, no, it was, it was the, World War One, right? Um, it was the bullfighting one, right? The yeah, it was definitely World War One. Either way, I we'll, which, we'll think about it. Which I like Hemingway. I hated that freaking book because it was like reading Catcher in the Rye. I'm like, there's no one to root for here. <laughs> no, there's no, there's no payoff. Yes, it's yes. so dissatisfying. And I'm pretty sure I sent you something snarky. I'm like, you well, did. I'm never getting, <laughs> never getting that five hours of my life well, back. But it's, you know, it was this picture of, and I, I think maybe that's why you guys picked it. It's, it's this picture of war that's not pretty, and there's not the hero. For whom, for and whom it is the bell tolls? Was yeah, it? it, it yeah, must have been. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, I mean, it's also one of those things that like. You wouldn't have done it, yeah. right? And now we're all doing it together. It's a little about like being back in 10th grade, you yeah. know? And, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, so essentially at its very core, Tribe is do a workout, earn a patch. That's that's very go ruck. And, yeah. and it's very simple. And, that's, and, and the training part is now integrated in there. And that's really what people are here for, right? I realize that. That being said, and I've tried to be, we have tried to be really thoughtful about this um, in terms of the other parts. But it's like, there's connective tissue, mm-hmm. right? And, and we, we have to, we, 
we would just be another workout company if we didn't do these things. And, and GORUCK has always been about a little bit more, you know, of the why or yeah. the, you know, the guts mm-hmm. of, of what's happening. And I, I wanted, I wanted to make it so it's like, remember, this is optional. It, well, Frank, it's all optional. Right, right. <laughs> it's all optional. Yeah. But, but if you're, you know, you don't have to, to do the reading. You don't have to, you know, listen to the playlist. You don't have to read the extra articles. You don't have to do these things. But if you do so, you're doing so with some other people. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, I brought back these book chats because I missed them. Yeah. And we tried to do it on, you know, for a bigger audience on Instagram. It felt a little one-way-ish. I know some people liked it. I, I, I think it'd be cool to do that from time to yeah. time, but it's, you know how it is. The podcast, podcast stuff takes on its whole, whole life. And, but I really just wanted to be able to commune and say, what did you think about this book? Like, was it thought provoking? I mean, you know, let's discuss, I mean, and, and to have it be part of this community that we're already part of, and we're already doing these other things is really awesome. So I wanted to build that out to be like, Hey, this is, this is for fun. This is if you don't feel bad about not getting to it. If you do it, like, that's the last thing we want Mm -hmm. you to do is to make you feel bad about something. Um, but I also brought in the movies because I realized I needed, I wanted for myself and for others to give people a break to be like, Hey, maybe, maybe knocking out 12 books is easy for some people. And maybe it's just like the moment you get two months in, you're like, Oh, how am I going to keep up? So there, there was a lot of thought into that in terms of like, how can we kind of space it out? And the, the book, uh, I'm sorry, the movie this month is the documentary Stutes mm-hmm. with Jonah Hill, which I, uh, I watched um, last year. And again, I thought it kind of fed into this idea of like, what are the tools, what are some mental health tools that aren't, you know, on when you're already on yeah. the edge? And, and we're going to do a book talk on it at the end of this, um, the book, a film talk on it at the end of this month. Um, and again, I, I, it's one of those things like I'm not, I'm not looking to have a hundred people show up. I'm looking to have 10 yeah, and have it be in, like an intimate setting and to hear. And I mean, if it's more than 10, great, but if not, like it's, that's also great. Yeah. And it's, I think that's, I think that's really important to, um, and not to get too off track, but the rut club, it's like this idea. Sometimes we have a lot of leaders asking like, how do I grow my rut club? How do I get more people? And it's like, what does that, does that have to be a goal? Could you just have five people yeah. that meet every once a week? And this is kind of how you guys spend time together. Right. That sort of thing. Yeah. Now, and like to narrow in kind of on stats, it's, so this is, if listeners haven't watched it, do it's, it's on, I was going to say it's ne- free because we ne- just yeah. assume people have Netflix, but it's on <laughs> well, Netflix. Get someone's login. Yeah. Borrow, right? their, borrow, borrow their password while you're still yeah. allowed. Um, but so it's, it's Jonah Hill and he kind of wanted to do this documentary mm-hmm. on his therapist. Yeah. But what's cool about it is it's so, it's so practical, right? It's about these tools, yeah. you know, to use to deal with these things and process through these things. But his therapist, he's such a compelling guy. Like, I feel like he's a character written by Larry David. Yeah. Um, and That's it's just great, like, great it's a it. very, like it draws you in. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. I don't know how healthy their relationship is for <laughs> a therapist and a client. Um, yeah, to have gone on this next level. Yeah. I mean, you can just tell the emotion and how tight they are. But, I mean, maybe maybe more therapists should, you know, probably something 
in between, you know, probably somebody needs to be on the more observation end and probably somebody, people need people more inter- interventional. Or maybe I've just been watching Shrinking too much and now. <laughs> oh, well, I've heard it's good. It's so good. I like the theme yeah. song for it. I haven't watched it yet. There's too much good TV out There's there. There's way too much good TV. I can't keep up. No. I, I cannot keep I'm, I'm in. I'm trying to get through Catastrophe right now, which I no, think. I haven't seen. I haven't eh, watched it. You know, whatever. And I, I'm not a big TV watcher. I, I enjoy it. And I kind of, I'm like, I kind of, it's like coffee. I wish I could. I wish I did more of it, yeah. but I, I just don't get around to it. I, um, but yeah, there's so much great content out there. It's like, it's overwhelming, but yes, th- yes the, this, I, so, but I think there's this, this breaking down barriers and like, like we were talking about the spaces, just the, like changing things up mm-hmm. and, and saying, and this idea of getting closer to people is like what let, let's see what like is that going to be a bad like i think what we're work what we're dealing with now is a lot of isolation yeah. you know a lot of things that are like pulling people apart and yeah it's messy when people get too close but it's also you know i was listening to lindsey buckingham on the way here the love runs deeper it's like a, a, a broken home yeah. is where the love runs deeper you know and it's like you've got you've got to clash you got to like rub up against you you've got to have some friction yeah in order to get to those next level of of uh relationships well and it's something that i admire about you and jason both it's such a strength in you guys and may and maybe maybe it's forced you can out yourself here but you guys (laughs) like are so open like i feel like you do enjoy the interactions with people and it's like no come into our lives and it's like hey reporter writing a book okay well just come stay with us and now we've (laughs) got michael easter who i will blame for a horrible Mm. ruck last week where i thought it would be fun to take my sandbag with my ruck (laughs) Um, thank you, Michael. It was not a good idea. No. Yeah. It should have been one or the other. Um, (laughs) but where it's like, you know, we do now it's like you pull, you open up your garage or you pull right in. It's none of us. It, your doorbell rings. I feel like you guys be like, Oh, somebody's here. And I'm like, who I'm pulling up my camera. I'm like, who, who is that? Am I going to (laughs) answer? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, am I going to? Yeah. And now my, my kids, like they have, they've kind of got it figured out. So they'll start to go to the door. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. And so like trying to tamp that down and be like, no, we do. We need to get back to being more connected. You know, like I'm old enough that the neighbors when I was little could have spanked me and no one would have gone to right, jail. Right. It would have been two spankings. Yes. Uh, right. And, and now there's. I, I, I'm nostalgic and that's why I love stranger things, but I'm nostalgic for the time when you would just ride around the bikes and knock on people's doors and, you know, be like, hey, can we play? You know, yeah. all these things. And, like, people just popped over. I mean, if you ask my friends and neighbors, like, I'm I'm guilty of this. I do this a lot <laughs> where I'll just show up. And, yeah. and I know it's, a, it's probably impolite in a lot of ways, and I'm not trying to be impolite. But it's also, like, I think there's something very neighborly and kind of checking in about it. And I, I, I kind of... I did this a lot when I lived overseas, mm-hmm. especially in different cultures where like, you know, having privacy is, is rare, you know, yeah. like everyone knows your business and, and yeah, there are some, there are some downsides to that, but there's also a lot of upsides, yeah. you know? And it's like this idea of, you know, we have all these shootings these days and we don't, you know, people see some signs and red fly, flags, but no one's connecting the dots yeah. on it. And it's like, there's not, there's some communities where that would be a lot harder to come by. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, I think there, those are, that's something to to strive for, to be able to say like, Hey, that, 
that kid is, you know, is being excluded or there's something going on. Yeah. Like, how do we, how do we indirectly or directly intervene mm-hmm. on this as a community? So tribe and go rock it. Privacy is, is overrated, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and yes, the, do I, do we have a private life? Yes. And do we want to, do we share everything? No, you know, like, but, but you, but being open enough to to share a lot of your life, I think it's more enriching yeah. overall. And, you know, Jason and I, uh, sometimes I go back and forth on this. Sometimes I feel like, oh gosh, cause I, you know, I, I do have a private side to myself. Like, no, everybody does. I mean, yeah. we're mysteries to ourselves and we're also, um, you know, I'm sure I'll go to my grave with secrets <laughs> like everybody. Yeah, yeah. And that's that, but that's a great sort of, starting point to realize that everybody is like this mm-hmm. that, you know we're we're a lot more similar than different and sharing opening up and being able to you know vulnerable such a buzzword but it to, to be able to, to be open about this stuff and say um can i tell you a quick story yeah of course um i was driving to my daughter to school i'm always on the tail end of the drop off <laughs> and i had driven that uh so one day i was behind this car and they were also going through the drop line they blew through the stop sign right near the school and i was like do you see that natalie i'm thinking i imagined it and i was like just kind of note to self i'm like kind of you know getting the license plate you know memorizing the license plate and i kind of <laughs> right. you know make a model of the car just kind of keep it in my mind and and then a few days later it happened again the same car it was behind same car and, and this time it, there was there was no braking it was just like blew through the stop sign and I was like, Natalie, I'm going to say something. And she was like, no, don't do it. <laughs> but, um, and I, at the, in the car line, before we had wrapped around completely, I, I walked out and I knocked on the window and I was like, hey, second time you blew through that stop. You're going to hit somebody. Please don't do that. And the woman goes, okay. That's all it was. <laughs> right. I mean, I want you to know, this is not me being like, oh, look how great I am. On the way to school that day, a cop had literally gone giving me the slow down sign. <laughs> We all need these reminders. Yeah. We all need these reminders. Like, and you got to think about like, you got to, you got to remind her, we got to remind ourselves like, who cares if your kid's marked late? My, my daughter was late today because she brought yeah. her backpack. And I was like, initially I was annoyed with her, but then I was like, held her hand and said, it's okay. We all do these things. I do this all the time. Honey. Yeah. And I was like, I know you live in a cloud. I'm kind of, I, I kind of like that part about you. Right. Yes. And and so I think just having that sort of humility and grace to say to others, like, hey, it does, it's okay. Yeah. You, we're going we're gonna to make mistakes. Like, I don't, need to, I, don't need to, I don't need to out this woman. I don't need to out myself. Like, you, you yeah. know, I just need to, we just need to be like, hey, I don't know who you are, but you, that's going to be a really bad day yes. if you run over somebody. Well, you know, just making allowances for people to be human. Yes. Right. It's nothing new. You know, it's, you know, take the log out of your own eye before the speck out of yeah. somebody else's. But so many people now, the reaction would be, I'm going to contact the local PD and I'm going to say, you should be at this intersection because people keep running through it rather than that simple interaction of, hey, maybe you haven't noticed, but there's, there's a stop sign yeah, yeah, back there. Yeah. 
you know, and that's going to get mad. I'm going to call the cops on my loud neighbors instead of just going, you know, I had our, our last home <laughs> uh, before our kids were born. We were in a townhouse and we had shared walls on both sides oh. and we had these neighbors. We hadn't met them yet. And I mean, just the amount of bass that would come through the wall. <laughs> And I'm like, we were younger and much, much less get off my lawn ish then. Right. So I'm like, whatever, they're having a good time. You know, it's fine. But there was one time, night. It was so bad that I'm like, I gotta. You can't sleep. So yeah. I went down. They couldn't hear me knock or ring the doorbell. Did you go in? I just, I left a note at the door. Ah. So I'm just like, hey guys, rang the bell, knocked. I'm like, I love a good beat as much as the next guy. <laughs> I dig your music. Right. I'm like, but we, we got to. I'm like, if you could just turn it down past this time and it could have been i could have just called the pd or called the sheriff's yeah. office or whoever right. then but instead like they came by they're like here's our numbers if you need anything text us call us turned out to be great friends with them right. we still it was a brother and sister yeah. their parents bought it while they were going to ucf Aww. um and so we still see her like she's a manager at Publix by us so Fun. we still see her all the time but it turned How into this would that would that interaction have been oh yeah if you had you know escalated it by calling the cops it would have changed it i mean yeah you say, like, we need to realize other people are humans, but we, we need to start with ourselves and mm -hmm. realize that we are human. Yeah. And we are, we're, we're well, and that's what gets imperfect yeah. and all these. And that's what gets removed from our online interaction, Gosh, right? So is that easily. there's no humanity to it. Yeah. It's not, you're not talking to a person, you're typing on a screen. Yeah. You know, we were talking about before we hit record, Jason was just on Real AF. Yes. Uh, with the guys from First Form, and it was fantastic episode. So go listen to that. After this, after <laughs> this, if you haven't, um, but they hit on it there too, where it's like, yeah. if you, when we, when you do get out and interact in person, you realize we don't all hate each other. We're not all evil. No. We're not all mad at each other. No. Like everybody wants their kids to be okay and to have, you know, a somewhat full stomach and a reliable car. Yeah. And that's kind of what we're all doing. Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> yes. And, and those reminders are, are important. And then, and it takes, it, it, it sort of takes this, like, you know, my, our first impulse is probably to be like, well, I'm not going to deal with that. I don't want to get involved with that. And yes, there are certain circumstances where it's like, maybe it's better if I don't, because that would have made it worse. But, yeah. but more often than not, I find that we have to speak up for these things and we have to be gentle in how we yeah. approach them. I mean, <laughs> funny, you said the music thing. We have a situation where our neighbors with our driveway workouts, where we get the police called on this regularly and it's it's annoying because it's like just a lack of understanding and the cops drive by they don't have a problem with what we're yeah. doing it's everything's within you know legal but it's you know it starts to become this this weird situation where we start to look at them and be like oh they're you start to dehumanize yes. people and so i'm trying to work through that you know where it's like we still have to say we still have to be courteous and yeah. find a way literally to be good neighbors yes. you know <laughs> yeah, no, it's we're we've been trying to build a tiny house in oh, our backyard fun. for my mom for over three years now when we signed our agreement with our contractor my three-year-old was still baking she was still wow uh, yeah and so it's it's been a whole thing but we've got so we had to go to like city hearings yeah. and all this stuff and we've got one set of neighbors who we've always been friendly with. And, you know, we, kids stop by and, you know, they bought the kids Easter outfits, stuff like that. And all of a sudden there's this like 
vitriolic. They hadn't said a word to us about it. Of course, we had this giant sign posted in our front yard for months. Yeah, It was seven that. feet by 11 feet tall. It was like oh an overpass gosh. sign. Normally, it's like a yeah. house for sale sign. Yeah. No, no. This thing was massive. If you stood on the sidewalk, you could not see my front door because of this sign. It was huge. Uh, but they didn't come by and say, hey, what are you guys doing? Where is it going to be? It was just this vitriolic letter Aww. to the city of this is going to create runoff issues on our property. This is going to be whatever. And it's just been we 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 wave. We say hi. We stop by. But it just it creates yeah. this little where I'm like, if you guys if you guys just came over. Like, it's going to be the same as if I'm, it's like 12 by 36. It's a Lego with right. a roof. Yeah. Like, the runoff impact will be the same as if I put a paver patio right, back there. Right. And no notice would have been posted. Like, it's, it. Yeah. and we would have been like, we don't want to damage your house. It's not like we don't care about you. No. But it's that simple interaction instead of that. It wasn't even like a letter to us. That oh wasn't like gosh. that anom anonymous, like, hey, your neighbors. No, it wasn't that. It was you know, to the, to the city. And I'm just like, ah, oh, but the city's letting you move. Oh forward? yeah. The city's like, no, there's no, there's now the no city's, point. it's so frustrating with municipalities. <laughs> Cause it's not like, here's the list of things you need to do to do this thing you want to do. And you just check off the list and you're good to go. They can just make things up. Mm -hmm. And so an engineer can just be like, no, I'd like to see a complete hydro survey of your property. Oh my and gosh. I'm like, on my, my, my on dime. Your dime, but you can't, you can't go to statute and be like, if you want to build this thing, you must do a complete, Hmm. So they can just make things up and make things up. Even now, we were supposed to break ground, um, like sometime within the last two weeks. I'm like, "Hey, man, when are we going to turn some dirt?" He's like, "Oh, something with one of the surveys was slightly off. The city wanted it resubmitted. They've had three years to yeah. review all yeah. this stuff. Of course. But now, and so it's I'm yeah, sorry. yeah. That's but, that's frustrating. And I mean, I don't want to say the problem is that they're Yankees, but I mean, they are Yankee. <laughs> it's hard to separate that fact from. Going back going to on. to old archetypes yeah. here. Uh, so funny. Well, I mean, my family moved down to Florida from Illinois, and it was like, of course, my all my dad wanted to do was talk about how why can Illinois get their traffic lights synced up, and we can't in our little town. I'm like, nobody down here wants to hear it, man. Yeah, nobody. Yeah, yeah. nobody wants to hear it. Well, I mean, that's this is happening all the time right now. Yes. I mean, Florida is getting a lot of New Yorkers and I people floated from Illinois. an idea a few episodes ago. This can never happen, but it should. Of I, I want the state of Florida to pass a moratorium on voting for seven years for transplants. <laughs> so you're not disenfranchising because right, right, they right. don't have to move here. They can stay where they're at right, and vote. Right, right, right. But if you move here from you somewhere to, else. You need, to get, you need to be, sweet tea needs to be running through yes, your veins. Seven right? years before you can vote. <laughs> and I think there's a lot of promise there. And I do my my all time favorite shirt. I do I fangirled less coming. I'm still a fan. Like I still love you guys. I'm like yeah, I'm going yeah. To, I'm going to <laughs> HQ. Uh, but so like the extent of my fangirling when I come here now is I'm like how much go ruck gear is appropriate uh, for me to to, wear? Uh, to have on. But my all time favorite shirt has become from Sandlot Jacks last year. Yeah, the spearhead with the Florida flag yes. with freedom under it because I do like that one. Jason puts it well. It is the capital of freedom of the universe. He's <laughs> one hundred percent right. Well, I see. I see you got your podcast shirt on, I, and you've got a go ruck hat. With I had the to rep the podcast. Now, I did when I was rucking today. I definitely had my training shorts oh, on. Nice. I definitely had my ballistic trainers on. Yeah. I, and I, I used to be able to travel light. I don't know what happened, <laughs> but I'm. I have no less than I think three go ruck bags. I I brought what? a rucker to ruck with. Oh yeah. My gr two is my mobile studio, and 
Now I have you to blame for this because I'm not cool enough for this. So we talked about meeting for lunch a few months ago and yeah. you were rocking a Garak fanny pack. Yes. And made yes. it look like not lame. Oh, thank like you. not touristy. <laughs> and I'm like, I think that would be handy. And so I recently popped on one. So it's, it's in, I don't have it on right now. Yeah. Um, because I'm not cool enough to pull it off and I've been wearing it anyways because so convenient. It's so convenient. It's well, so here, nice. here's what I miss. I'm, I'm going to drop another company, but it's because I want this as a GORUCK product so bad I can't stand it. Mm-hmm. And I'm also going to disparage them while I do it. Okay. So for the <laughs> longest time before I, I found GORUCK, which my GR2 was my first ruck purchase. Okay. Um, I carried a Maxpedition VersaPack all the time. Now, it's a complete tactical man purse. I own that I was carrying a purse. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, it was kind of sling style across the body. Yeah. I could put, it had a spot for the Nalgene. And like, I knew where my wife's purses and bags drive me nuts because it's one common space. (laughs) I could get anything I wanted out of that VersaPack without looking. I had my first aid kit in there and, you know, I had backup batteries and all this stuff. But of course which I haven't seen Maxpedition stuff in forever. I assume they're still in business. Yeah, it was Chinese it. stuff. Yeah. And ultimately the giant buckle, the giant clasp on it broke because of course, and there is no scars no. for Maxpedition. Sorry. Uh, you know, there's nobody, you know, toiling away. <laughs> um, and so I gave it up. And so like I saw that and I'm like, I can have that back in my life. I can get all of this stuff. Cause I'm very, I wasn't a boy scout, but I'm very boy scouty in mm-hmm. my like, I'm like, I want to be prepared for the day. Yeah. I want to be useful. So I've got a pocket knife and I've got a flashlight. And if you've got a flashlight, you either need to have another flashlight, you need to have another battery for your flashlight. Mm-hmm. And especially with a five-year-old and a three-year-old, I'm like a little bit of first aids, yes. not a bad idea. No. And despite my efforts, my keys are still gigantic and I don't want those in my pockets. And it's like, I'm taking my keys out and my phone before I sit down. No, no. it just goes in the fanny yeah. pack. Yeah. So now I'm so a fanny want, pack guy. You want a you want a like a souped up fanny pack. Yeah. To like be like this one. Okay. Yeah. All that's right. the that's the drum. I I I'm, think I think there might be some stuff in the works. I've always now this is entirely because of the video game, the division. But I also <laughs> in my head, I like the idea of that like crossbody, like single strap uh-huh. sling pack. Yeah. Like I feel like wearing a sling pack, you look pretty cool. Well, I also think it is practical when you have a ruck on. Yeah. Too. You know? Because it gives you that. Yes. You, know, you can reach in it like that. I mean, I, so I was a big fanny pack girl back in the day and then, you know, became uncool. And I, I've never been a big purse person. Yeah. I've always been a backpack. I mean, my, I had the cutest little zip off North Face um, backpack uh-huh. that came off of my big hiking one that I took around Europe. And that was an inspiration for, for Go Ruck in the yeah. early days. Cause I, I mean, everywhere I went, people would be like, where did you get that backpack? And I'd be like, well, I don't think you can find it anymore. Yeah. I mean, it was awesome. Everyone loved it. And it was like a perfect size. And so, um, but but the pandemic hit and I, all sort of like cares that I had, you know, maybe accumulated over the years about l- what I should look like and what, what you know, I was like, ooh, I would never be driving that Jeep branded and go rock or ooh. I, it all went out the window. Yeah. Like I was like. We might all die tomorrow. I better. <laughs> yeah. I, I always want to be like prepared. So, yes. so I started wearing the back, the, the fanny pack and my mom friends all still tease me about it, but cause they're like, Oh, there's Emily wearing a nice outfit and a fanny pack. Yeah. But it's so great. I mean, honestly, like you said, I have some first aid in there. I have my keys. I have some 
pepper spray. I have, I have an Allen wrench. <laughs> I mean, why not? I have an Allen wrench. I mean, who you never know when you yes. might need an Allen wrench. So, yeah. um, it's really helpful. And I know we're, we're always kind of tinkering with this kind of stuff. It's kind of TBD on how must these, these pet projects go out. But I think there is some to do more that something that can do more can still carry better yeah. can still carry for like some, um, larger well, and weapons. I did, too. I got the, the large, which is extra obnoxious. Yeah, yeah. I think you have the more low I profile do. one, I do. uh, which, you know, we're built a little different. Uh, so <laughs> that makes sense too. But I'm like, no, the, the concealment compartment, yeah. um, I'm like, it really, I just wanted an excuse to get a Glock 43 because I don't have one yet <laughs> have and one. nothing I currently own will fit in there. I'm like, well, I gotta have something that'll, but for off body carry, that yeah. is great. And that's why I like the idea of a sling pack yeah. too, because you could flip it around really quick and get that, that that's quick cool. access. Did I hear you say on some podcast, cause of course go back and listen to episode 26 listeners if you haven't, mm. cause we really dig into the background and yeah. origin of go ruck. But part of that origin story, you were a CIA case officer mm-hmm. at which is agency speak for spy. Um, and, uh, <laughs> Ivory coast, right. Is where you were. Oh, uh, I was in some other place, but yeah, that's right. where I, I, and so Jason building you a go bag, yes. a go ruck while he was there visiting mm-hmm. was kind of the origin story. But did I hear you say you didn't carry did not in Africa. No. In fact, I adamantly insisted that I not, and it was a whole, uh, bureaucratic mess. So the, let me tell you quick, the, the origin of that, I was going first to Chad to, uh, I had passed to go find out why the Sudanese rebels left the Darfur peace agreement. Right. And this is, this is like a great connecting the dot story. You know, here I am post nine 11. I've got a roommate from college. Who's an analyst at the agency. So I have this, I'm coming in with this, like, you know, I'm not trying to be James Bond. I just like want to serve my country. And my best friend is an analyst and I respect that part of it. So I did something that it's been clear to me ever since that like doesn't happen a lot. I walked across the aisle, <laughs> the hallway to the where the analysts sit for my division. And I was like, Hey, I'm just got told I'm going to, to Chad to talk about this issue. And there's like two books on it <laughs> in, in the history of the world right? Like, like for this region. Yeah. It's like Emma's war and, you know, some like esoteric, you know, (laughs) you know, sociology book, you know, the study of tribes in, 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 uh, Eastern Chad. So I'm like, can you have, and they're like, oh, I just got back from a trip there, you know? And these are, these are the nerdier types. They, they read a lot. They're like, awesome. I, and so I was like, can I take you to lunch? (laughs) So it, it turned into several lunches. Yeah. And meeting this like group of people, and I got the inside track. Like they told me all sorts of things, like super interesting, historical, present day. And then having just been there, you know, it's just like anything. You want to, you know, someone to give you like where to, where to eat, like where to go. They were like, "Hey, listen to this. Like the UN runs everything there. The UN <laughs> doesn't let you have weapons in any of their buildings or vehicles." If you want to get, you know, if you want to actually like accomplish this mission, which I mean, it it, it was just like it sound yeah. sounded. Go find some Sudanese rebels. Like we're gonna drop you in there. Go find some Sudanese rebels. And I was like, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking like, this is awesome. Like, you know, this is exactly what I hoped right. this job would be like. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go find some <laughs> Sudanese rebels. You know. <laughs> But in your mind, you're like, when you're starting to put the practicalities, like, how am I going to do right. that? So the, 
talking to these people, I realized very quickly that I was going to have to work with the people already on the ground that are there for years, mm -hmm. you know? And so I, I, I said, bringing a weapon was going to close a lot of doors for me. And I, so I went to back to my division to the head of security and they were like, sorry, no, you have to have one. And I was like, so anyway, I back channeled to my friend in security that was a couple of steps down. And I was like, Hey, like, how do I work? And so yeah. I, I ended up winning, like it's a, to, to not carry. And guess what? The, the people in my, my office that, that were stationed there that had to carry every time they went, I honestly would be like, bye and go inside and yeah. go do all this, you know, get inside the inner circle and, you know, befriended, um, you know, some officers, some uh, State Department people there who had been there for a longer time and mm -hmm. worked the issue. And so once I, and I ended up moving out of my hotel, which was like Hotel Rwanda. It, it, I honestly, I slept one night there and I was yeah. like, if I'm going to get attacked here, I mean, it, it felt really creepy. I was like, it's going to be in, in this hotel. Yeah. This hotel is the one that's going down. So I, I moved out of there immediately, you know, shacked up with this other State Department officer named Emily. And befriended her. And basically she was like, here, come to my meetings. So next thing I know, I'm like, hey, do you know any Sudanese rebels? And <laughs> she's like, yeah, actually, I'm meeting with some, some folks next Thursday. You want to come? And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I get to do what I needed to yeah. do because and it, it, it's like it, it's also it's the working together, right? Yeah. It's the like putting pushing ego aside about like who I'm with the agency and I'm cooler than you guys because right. we have a bigger budget and we're allowed to carry guns. Like, no, we, we, we are all working on, we all have yeah. these national priority objectives and, and like, let's work together. So yeah. that was like a great example. I think of, you know, cause how many people would want, would be like, Oh, I'm going to carry a gun because I'm allowed to like, it's, it's this kind of counterintuitive right. thing of like, is that really the right decision? Like, do I, do I, if I train to use a weapon, do I do the go rep courses? Yes. I didn't grow up doing anything but doing riflery and like yeah. some archery and our riflery stuff. But I appreciate, I appreciate what the knowledge of being able to right. do these things though. And I do appreciate, I mean, when I had to go take my daughter off to camp by myself and I was going to be kind of in rural North Carolina, I carried. Yeah. And I actually like, I'm glad I did because we were, I don't know. It was just like a weird being by myself in a hotel with her yeah. um, on, you know, kind of off the highway was a little disconcerting. And I was like, as a mom, I felt better in that case. But uh, in, th in this case, I realized that it wasn't going to help me. Yeah. And so when I went on to other posts, I, I sort of kept that mentality or I did it on a case by case basis where you can have your weapon and keep it in the embassy, you know, locked up. And I very, very rarely took it out into the field with me. Because I noticed that in those cultures that the moment you you're pulling this out, it escalates everything. Yeah. I mean, like anywhere, but like, especially there war torn, you know, nations and like me being who I am, I could get through a lot or places with people just assuming that I'm unarmed. Yeah. You know, I had a dog, obviously I had Java. Yeah, yeah. Java was my best line of defense as, as dogs often are. Right. So I think it's a real case dependent sort of thing. You just know? feel so bold in that area and with the status geopolitically, what was going on around there at the time. Yeah. Because, uh, like, I don't want to go to Tampa unarmed. <laughs> no, no. Uh, which, I'm sorry, Blaine. I, 
There's a lot I more, yeah. Twenty six point two star course in Tampa and yeah. woof, man. Just not many redeeming qualities I know. in There's, Tampa. I'm sorry, Tampa. Well, there and you can say that a lot about yeah. some of the cities now. It's a little dicey. One of the guys that was with us, that was the first time he ever smelled marijuana. He's like, Oh, that's what that I don't understand, but he let her, I think he might have been homeschooled. Real sheltered life. I can I um, can't go anywhere without smelling it now. Yeah. It's oh well, yeah. Now I hate. I don't dislike the smell, but it's it's everywhere. My my kids are like, "What's that?" I'm like, "Maybe a skunk." Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's weed. Yeah. But I, I was gonna say. I mean, did you f- find that a were there points where you're like, "Oh, I kind of wish I had a gun right now." Instances while you were there, but I would imagine it changed the way you interacted yeah. with people just throughout. There was a moment when I was in a cab in in the desert and by myself and it was nighttime and I was getting taken to where I was going to be spending the night. And it was, it was like, I can't describe it. It it was, it was like basically getting driving in, in like the dark in the middle of nowhere and being let off. And like, there's just like one building and you're like, okay. And I had a sat phone. I remember trying to call Jason. Those things never work. <laughs> and I, and so my, my cab driver was like, you better lock down tonight because the rebels are running through this village. They're, they're planning to run through. And I was like, I stayed up all night yeah. <laughs> in my bug tent with my little, you know, you know, sleep, sleep mattress, you know, camping mattress. And I was like, I could, this could be the end of me, you know, or I could be, I could be, um, taken captive and be a, you know, (laughs) I could be a mistress to a, a a rebel, (laughs) you know, but I, so there was a moment where I was like, I kind of wish I had one right now. But again, what, if, if 10 guys come in with AKs, what am I going to do? Right. Like I'd probably be better talking my way out of it. Right. You know, with the Solid 7 podcast, everything is the office. And so in my head, I'm just hearing Dwight breaking down like the <laughs> fall of society. You will die. You'll be a slave. Meredith, you'll be fine. <laughs> you'll do fine. I I always have this like idea of like I of trying to learn the Hail Mary in like different languages. Right. Because I feel like if you I mean, well, not, not with maybe Muslims, so you have to do the do the Islam equivalent, but let's do that in a moment of stress and like hoping that it's gonna trigger yes. something for them and that they'll they'll have mercy on you. That might help in like Mexico, which yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, Mexico Yeah, yeah. Like Mexico's I've I've advised a lot of young girls that go wanna go there for bachelorette parties to to maybe not do that. Man, it's I've, the, I've I've advised them like, I mean, hey, have you thought this through? Are you going to have thirteen drunk girls trying to get in two different, you know, yeah. five different Ubers? Like, uh. my <laughs> wife's got this amazing aunt who she lives in New Orleans. She's done real estate forever. She's got a bunch of property in New Orleans. She owns like a city block in mm. I can't remember where in Mexico, and it's gorgeous. And it's the courtyard, and it's yeah gardens, and it's she loves the culture. She goes down there. She gets all these handmade things, brings them back, sells them at a shop in New Orleans. She she lives, but she's always like, "You guys can go down anytime." I'm like, "I'm not going until my <laughs> AR is welcome to go with me." And even then, I feel like I'm underpowered. So it's not. You don't for speak me. Spanish. Un poquito. Un poquito. Okay. <laughs> Just you know, as any kid that grew up in Casimir or Point right, Siena, right, right. <clears throat> I know enough to insult some people and find a bathroom <laughs> and to let somebody know I'm either very cold or very hungry. Yeah. So 
I see it's getting yeah. That was sip number two. Sip number two, Josh. We're getting it's getting um, wild here. Getting wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a risk taker. Yeah. Cautiously. Um, but yeah, I think I'm so so just case in point for spring break, I'm taking my daughter to Medellin. I mean, it's going to be fine. I've yeah. been there before. I feel, com- I speak the language. I, I know the area we're going to, I've done some air, um, map recon. Um, it is a different situation when you're going with your children. Yeah. Like it's, it's not just you and you know, worst case scenario. If something happens to me, if that happens to me, you feel very differently when you have yeah. little ones in tow. Cause my daughter is, is not really, She's the type that when we were we were waiting in line at a um, at a restaurant and I told her like, hey, just go get us a table real quick. And she's like, no, I can't. That's against the rules. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like yes. you've got to be a little sneakier yes. in this world, like or a little more like, you know, undercover. Yes. So she's not she's not very good at that yet. I'm training her. But yeah, so uh I think it's important to take these adventures and you probably need to go to that awesome place at some point, but when yes. you feel comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. It's there's places I'm fine with go. It doesn't need to be all first world for me, but Mexico is just, <laughs> there's just so too, sketch right there's now. There's a lot of weapons too. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. I hear so, you. But you guys are in general, like you're so adventurous generically and with the kids, right? Yeah. So like, does <laughs> I, Natalie... have a, I have a blog post coming out. <laughs> what well, something we just does, did. Cause we get this with our son and it's like, I try to tamp down my frustration and remember what it was like to be five, which yeah. is tough. But does she have that whole like firstborn cautiousness going on? Because there, there is no caution in your boys that no, I can see from the no. outside. But like my son, he's like so cautious and yeah. calculating and, and whereas my daughter, she's she's yes, like your boys. Yes. I will climb that thing. I will jump off that thing. I will hang from that thing. <laughs> um, and it, it turns my wife's stomach to what I've got a little more tolerance for that. For the stuff that gets me is illness. Yeah. Where that doesn't bother her as much. I'm like, what? They're running 100 degrees. Then I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to watch them like a hog. Right. Whereas I'm like, yeah, climb that thing, jump to me, whatever. So we're we're a good mix yeah, there that's in good that. Complimentary. Uh, yeah, my, my firstborn has those traits. Yeah. I mean, she's like, I mean, but her reality is that she's traveled so much and lived in so many different places that, you know, she's wants the opposite of that. She tells me all the time, like, I don't want to move away for college. I want to buy a house right next door to you and all these kind of things. And I'm like, maybe you'll change your mind. Yeah. But if you don't, that's okay. Yeah, that's what I say, but also you're like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, I know. I'm like, okay. Because he's my, you know, my only girl. And yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure, I'll, you know, she'll be the first to have kids if she wants them. and all that. But yeah, so we uh, adventure, uh, had an adventure with Dan Plant's wife. We took, uh, six kids out canoeing, um, on Sunday and, um, <laughs> had ourselves a time. And yeah, I mean, we didn't make all bad decisions. We, we saw that there were a lot of boats on the intercoastal and that the current was really swift. So we did not take the canoe out there with our kids all in, they were all, everyone was wearing life jackets, but, um, you know, I could just envision us being kind of capsized by a wake. Yeah in our canoe and, but we, we watched the tides, but we still managed to get stuck in some muck. And uh, my, my outside kid, Ryan, who goes to an outside school, he immediately, as, as we tried to bank where we launched at this campsite, he immediately just hops out and, 
and just scampers up. And so I'm thinking in my mind, it was like a false sense of hope. It was yeah. like, oh, I guess that got that ground's more solid. Cause I did know before, cause I had gotten stuck in it before that it gets really like quicksand. Yeah. And unfortunately, um, I sent out two other children, my middle son and um, Dan Plants' oldest daughter, and they immediately sunk up to their waist. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and freaked out. Yeah. And so I'm, at that point, I, I, I get out and I managed to get myself up to my waist trying to get them out. It took, it took almost an hour to get us all extracted. And it was hilarious in retrospect. But, yeah. but there was a moment where I was like, not want to have to call for help on this. Well, but it's one of those things you have to think through too, because you realize kind of quick. Okay, I'm I'm probably not going to die in this moment. No, uh, but like you know, in a past life when I was running a shovel for a living, like you'd watch guys, you'd be like digging a trench, and the the wall, the dirt would yeah. cave in over. People don't realize how much even dry dirt weighs. Like a cubic yard of dirt is like one ton. It's yeah. crazy. So guys will go to yank, or you'll see it at the beach. Even people yes. goofing off, they'll go to yank and dislocate yes. a knee, twist, pop. Shoes gone forever yes. when it's muck. Yes. So you really got to kind of calm down and think through it. Well, I, I started to pull them out at one point, and, and both children at some point said, ah, my knee, you know, because their foot was pointed. I couldn't see it. Yeah. It was pointed a different direction. And they had really high uh, mud boots on, like up to their knees, which gets it's worse because yeah. they get stuck. And um, we lost a, a boot, but I managed to, to dig. It took me. 10 minutes to pull it out. It was yeah. like a 120 pound sandbag, you know, Oof. pulling, uh, but I was covered in mud and it, we, the gnats were terrible and it was an epic fail yeah. of a canoe trip. But the, the kids already like, of it, you know, it, just within the hour or so of getting back and starting to clean up the stories and the right. adventure that comes out of it has been well, really, I, I mean, fun. if any family understands the value of shared suffering, <laughs> Like the stories are always better from the trip that went sideways than always. the one that went perfect. Anyways, always. We I was on my first ever missions trip to Guyana. It's mm. still to this day, and I'm not. My wife's traveled far more than I have. Still the poorest place. Oh, yes. it's uh, the greatest poverty I have ever seen yes. in person was oh, in yeah. Guyana. But we are our, our youth leaders. They were uh, nationals. They were from they were from Guyana. So they kind of so they had arranged this boat trip for us, which sounds super fancy. Um, this boat, it was this like wide open, just wooden planks running across boat. This was not like a day cruise. This was no booze cruise. Uh, it had transported goats earlier in the day <laughs> and everything that goes along with that. And we were going to some, there's like native tribes. Yeah. Um, so we were going to visit one of, one of those sites and, and do whatever, but where we were at on the river there, of course it's, you know, the, um, tide will affect river flow and they didn't get, we left late. So we were going against tide, going back, and it's this little outboard motor, and they didn't have enough no gas. Or- and it's like, we can't land. We're like, we can't dock on certain sides of the river because it's other countries, and it's, yeah. it's whatever. We're getting gas from people who are going by. It's the only time I've seen the Milky Way with my own eyes in my life because we're on this river at night, which should not have happened. I'm like, this guy, this is what a way to go. Because yeah. this sky is amazing. But we're like motoring down through here. And all of a sudden you'd pass like this giant piling. Where it's like if we had been two feet to the left, this boat's on the bottom of this of this river. Uh, but I still love telling that story. That's where we all learned that you could like pop caps off bottles with just like the corner of a table or something. <laughs> we thought that was the coolest thing in the world. Uh, that was the summer right after high school. So I was probably 17. It was summer of 98. We went. 
How exciting, and, right? Oh, yeah. It was, it was a so blast. So you could see the Milky Way because it was so There's clear. zero night uh, zero light pollution. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's exciting. Yeah, like when you see the time-lapse videos, you're like, where is this stuff in the sky? Yeah. It's, well, you, like, you could, it's the only time I've ever seen it with the naked eye. Yeah. Yeah. That's it was so really cool. cool. But I wouldn't, I mean, if it had just been like, yeah, we went and saw some, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, you go out to the Midwest and you can go and, you know, go to the Indian tribes, Native American, whatever you're supposed to say now. Yeah. First peoples. Mm-hmm. Um, this wasn't even like that. Like, this is just these people where they're weaving baskets and trying to eke out a living in this poor country yeah. and you go visit and yeah. you go back. Um, we're like freaking out cause we're seeing them throw their bags of garbage, like from our visit out into the river, because that's what they do with their garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was some, some culture shock there, but if we had just gone, visited, had some lunch, gone back, no one wouldn't tell that story, No, but we were popping the caps off bottles. Bottles were like gold. A lot of times you'd get your soda in a bag, which I'm sure like <laughs> a plastic bag with a straw. So we had, we broke a bottle. The locals were very worked up about that. Oh. We're like, we'll pay you for the oh, because they bottle, use them but, but they the didn't cycle. even care. Like they wanted they didn't need the money for the bottle. They needed the bottle. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's one of my all time, like favorite mission trip stories. That's so like, neat. You'd, it'd be nice if it was something like spiritual or impactful, uh, but I'm like, no, we just almost died on this uh, yeah. river in the middle of a rainforest. That's pretty spiritual. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was its own thing. spiritual in those moments. So how much, because you guys are your own R and D. So how much, yeah. like we, we touched on kids tribe just real briefly, which has really grown. Yeah, I feel tribe like tribe kids is yeah. awesome. I'm working on, I'm trying to work on some partnerships yeah. with that because I, really my what i'd love to see is that we i'd love to see that getting into some like you know inner city yeah after school programs because i think there's a lot of great programs out there um you know running based ones a lot of ones for girls but i i i, I wonder if there's in ones like that are you know with lifting weights and yeah. like making kids feel strong that way and you know uh Jal and i have worked hard on kind of making that in in the same ethos as go rock but you know accessible to kids so i i'm really optimistic about that i think it's one of those pet projects that hopefully in a few years i'll be able to talk about how much it's grown or or just the impact but i just love it for what it is now in and of itself um so yeah that's that's exciting um and i do that with my kids the uh, the other gear and stuff that's coming out, well, we've got um, we've got a lot of good energy. I mean, R&D with GORUCK has kind of, you know, it kind of comes and goes yeah. and stuff. But, you know, obviously we've got that cool samurai ruck. Uh, it is so cool. <laughs> Ronnie Chang. Oh, my gosh. me about it's it. so nasty. He said it was Guys, beautiful. You got, listeners, you got to go on Carology, and check out yeah. this ruck. It's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I get you like, denim. okay, Kill's talking about backpacks again. I'm telling you, <laughs> the, it's a work of art. It's, it's so cool. Yeah. So, about stuff like that. I was going to come in and bust your chops about socks. Yeah. Because socks have been teased here and there. They're coming. And then I feel like whoever that reporter was, it was like, I was working on this story for years about Trump. And he just comes out and says it. <laughs> so that Jason posted something about socks, Rob. And I'm like, I had a whole plan for the podcast where I was going to be like, where's our freaking socks? Yeah. And they're coming. They're coming. So, um, yeah. And the funny thing about that is Jason was like, hey, I need that video that you took of everybody smelling my socks <laughs> in the driveway. <laughs> because he, he wore the same socks for like months without washing them. And then he made everyone smell them. And honestly, people were like, okay, it smells like feet, but it doesn't smell that bad. Yeah. You know, but yeah, these... These socks are, you know, Jason, uh, true to Gorak fashion, just kind of overdid it, you know, yeah. in the best way. 
you know, tried out all the, the competitors, figured out what was wrong, added padding, you know, added some, a little bit of stretch, some nylon. It's, you know, you can nerd out on the yeah. socks and they're, they're launching very, very soon. And um, they were supposed to have launched a little before, but then we yeah couldn't find that damn video, yeah. <laughs> but I found it finally. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's really, it's really funny because we have, so our workout group is like, Jason and I are like, the slugs of the group. We've got a, we've got a, um, you know, an NFL, former NFL football player that works out with us. We've got, um, the only female in the baseball hall of fame, um, that works out with us and we've just got some studs. Yeah. And it was really funny because they were, they were like, we're not smelling your socks, but then they ended up doing it. Yes. So those are coming out. We've got several new footwear. I saw coming out. running shoes. That's, that's on my list with a question yes. mark and an exclamation point. I know. So, you know, Mac V2s are coming out with a yeah. bigger meteor tread and there's going to be some people at Bragg heavy, um, wearing those, some community folks that are going to be testing them and wearing, a, we, we basically had to do some crazy thing where it's like, take them off the boat. <laughs> you know, so I hope they get to them in time. Um, but yes, so there's going to be a trail shoe and then we're not, we're not sure what to call it yet, but it's been like a rock runner or yeah. something like that. But a couple different shoes that I haven't gotten my pair yet because yeah. they had to make a special size for it. But Jason's you being been, the one who actually likes running. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's, there's, they actually asked me to kind of, um, write the, some the yeah. story behind it, but I have to, I have yet to test them. So there's going to probably come out closer to Memorial day or, well, cause you guys turned summer. me. So uh, for the longest time, uh, Mark Sisson, Got me on the path of wearing Vibrams. Oh, yes. And I'm much that. like the fanny pack. I'm like, ah, whatever. Like, I've never been cool. Let's give up hope and just go for what works. <laughs> and, what's up. and so I was wearing those all the time. Yeah. Like, wearing them at work. You know, I do, like, Q, I was working at a church that had a school. And so we'd go in and do, like, Q&As in chapel, you know. And so the kids could submit questions. And a full half of them would be, what are those for, about my shoes? Yes. Um, I, oh, you guys are funny. Um, <laughs> But so it was that or my flops, which I have on uh, now because Florida boy. Yes. Um, but ballistic trainers, I'm like, they're the first closed-toed shoes I've worn in a long time. And I adore what them. What do you like about them? They've just been, uh, the styling, like it's classic. Like we've got, our house is like, it's it's block, it, you know, it's brick. And it's just the old school brick. And it's got a hip roof. It's a, it's a gray roof. We've got the black, the you know, the fake shutters. I'm like, our house will never look out of style. It's never going to look like Joanna Gaines just did it, but it's not going to look out of style. Right. And I'm like, there, there's nothing. It's not going to be like, Oh, your Nikes are three years old. Those don't look good anymore. Or, they or hold, these, or these on running yeah. ones, which I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> they hold up great. Like, I mean, I, I, they're daily drivers and I finally worn through my shoes for all the time I've rucked for all the time I've spent in, in Vibrams. My feet give me fits. Like I still don't have my system dialed in where if I'm, we rucked like four miles a day and I was fine. Yeah. I get over like six, I'm going to have hot spots and blisters mm. somewhere. And so I'll tape and I'll, you know, I'll do whatever. And that's with darn tuck, yeah. tough socks. Um, you know, a lot of times it's my, I'll do heel lock and it's, it's heel slip for me a lot. A lot of, it's just the shape of my foot. I mean, yeah, I'm, yeah. Just, I'm just, but they don't eat me up Good. bad. If I go far enough. Have, I'll either get the center of the ball yeah. or you can see in the wear on them how much heel slip I get even with a, a yeah. heel lock. And that's just me. Uh, mm. But I'm like the weight for what you get and the support, like yeah. it's not a CrossFit shoe, but it gives you that 
I mean, it's a it's a legit cross it's trainer. Sturdy, yeah. So I've been such a. I'm about I due for a new them pair. Very comfortable. I'm not yeah. just saying that because I, you know, I don't. I have this rich ang ang ang. Um, one of our community leaders, he called me out a few years ago, like maybe four or five years ago, and was like, "You look just like your husband." <laughs> Ever since then, <laughs> I have a limit on how many GoRub products I wear at one time. Because I don't want to be matching my husband. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like kind of my pet peeve when like these new trendy shoes come out. Like you have, it's like the husband and wife and the whole, yes. the whole family's outfit. And not, not to knock people if that's what yeah. you want to do. But I'm always like, I just don't want to do that. But yeah, so like today I've got my Mac B, Coyote Mac B, the eight inch on. But I am not going to be wearing <laughs> another item of yeah. clothes. Because then I start to look like Jason. Um, but the... I find the ballistics like my my feet don't hurt yeah. when I wear them, and and you know I can run around and do all sorts of things with them, and it's like they feel fine. No, I did. Do they still ship with two insoles? Because mm-hmm. I'm still on my original pair. I think there so. was one with more arch support and yeah. one with more flat, and I went more flat, which was uh, I went after I'd done the Vibrams for so long, so much of what I would try on, it felt corrective. It felt like I was forced gum. Ah, uh, yeah. And so, which I didn't mind the one with the arch, but the flat one in there mm-hmm. That's was, the one was perfect. Yeah. That's still the, the one that I'm, cool. I'm using in mine. Yeah. So, so new footwear coming out. I mean, Paul is just the genius yes. on that front and Jason's really locked into kind of translating him. I mean, I mean, Jason thing this year has been like, we need to we need to be a footwear company, yeah. you know, and, and not, not disregarding the rucksack and everything else, the service base, you know, and the SF roots, but he's just like really focused on this yeah. um, because it's just, it's, it's just a great compliment to everything that we do. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't, you don't need to have our stuff to get active and do and be rucking, but you know, once you get past a certain level, you want the, yeah. the proper gear and you want, you need the footwear. So you need, you, it's like the two things you need. Good footwear and, yeah. and a rock sack. Well, and that's, you know, when you're around the GoRuck community for long enough, which I wanted to hit some on the community, and I don't want to jam you up. I don't want to say, you know, I don't want to put you in a tough spot. But the GoRuck community cracks me up because GoRuck fandom is like Star Wars fandom. <laughs> there's the fans that <laughs> are fans. compliment. There's fans that are fans and love everything. And there's fans where their favorite thing to do is complain. Yeah. Um, I, right. I was talking about that on our ruck this morning. I'm like, occasionally I'll get sucked in. Like I'll see some wrong on Reddit that I just have to write and there's no <laughs> win. You can't because they don't want to be informed. No. It, that person wants to it's part of the complain. Pro- it's it's the, part of the, the journey. The it's- last one that got me was like some product drop and they're like, Oh, you're making that instead of this thing we've all been waiting on. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. They have the material to wait for that thing that you that they know you all want and just chose to make this thing instead. And this is while just, all just the supplies. Yeah. And this is while all the supply stuff was going oh, on. Yeah. And dude, I straight up got downvoted. I'm like, y'all just a bunch <laughs> of haters. You're just a bunch of haters. But I've I've loved the trainers just because they were a good fit. I do like in addition to the rucking and sandbag stuff, I go to Orange Theory with Jade, and it's such it's a perfect cross yeah, trainer shoe. Like you can do everything. But we talked about this last time. Um, I still, uh, at the risk of our friendship, I th- still think you're lying about the runners high. I still don't believe it exists. But because <laughs> I hate running so much, and this you is a, there, this huh? is a very like suffering is fun mentality. Yeah. Like I love to punish myself on the treads in the Orange Theory workouts. Yes. Because I've never been a runner, and so it just makes me mad that I haven't ever like beat that thing. Yeah. And so my my ears perked up, my eyes some 
I was going to say something perked up, and that sounds awful. But when I saw the running shoes teased, I'm like, I wonder if I would hate the tread a little less with running <laughs> shoes instead of my ballistic trainers. That's funny. I... I have to tell people this because as a, as a runner, and I mean, I have a natural runner's build, like not everybody should be a runner, like the same way I shouldn't be a power lifter. And I'm not like, I can swim, but I am much more comfortable out in the water with a board underneath me. Like, you know, like I, I just, I'm not a natural swimmer, like I sink, you know, like (laughs) there's just like, people are built to do different things. And, And I think not to say like, don't do these other things. Cause it's, you know, but also realize like, you don't have to, you don't have to do it all the time. You should just try it out. Everyone. I love Michael Easter. I, I'm trying to get on Michael Easter's plan because I really, I think he's really honed in on something. Like I, if I had my team, if like, if my kids ever run cross country and I'm running, I'm going to be very happy because yeah. I love, but you know, running, if you don't run consistently, it sucks. Yeah. And you basically, when you're in shape running, you have about a two week window of not running before you, you're back to square one. That's a, that's not a lot of time. No, that's like, I got sick and then my kids got sick and then we went on vacation or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So they, that can happen very quickly, especially if you have other things going on in your life. Um, I mean, I used to, as a young uh, person who was running a lot, literally run my errands. Like I'd, drop off things of dry cleaning and then I go return that blockbuster video. And then, you know, right, I do right. I'm dating myself, but like go to the bank. I mean, I do these things and I enjoyed it because it was, it was good commute. I basically use it to commute and I, I love to bike to commute. I don't like the cycle. Um, and, but I believe, um, sorry, what was I going to get with that? The, um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, well just that like people, People should, oh, Mike Leister. Yeah. So he basically does like weight bearing exercises, you know, sandbag and ruck training a lot. And he also does, you know, some CrossFit or like yeah. high, you know, high intensity workouts. But then one day a week, he goes on a long trail run. And I think there's, I think he's got it dialed in. Yeah. I think that is like a very, and, and I think if you do that long enough once a week and you're consistent with it, that you won't lose your card. Yeah. You won't lose the ability to do that. No, that's good. Because I find that when I run um, now, I'm, I feel pretty good. Yeah. I don't, I'm not in my racing shape, but I, the, the cross that, sorry, the, the weight training stuff I do and the cardio that I do um, through go ruck is helpful. Mm-hmm. And then I do a little yoga to kind of the mobility stuff. Yeah. But I think he's got something dialed in for that long trail run. And that's just the like, you don't have to worry about pace. You don't, you just are going in that, like the uneven terrain and the longer endurance thing. It's really, he's keyed into something that I'm trying to, to I'm, I'm getting to where I'm going to yeah. incorporating that into my life. And that's still where, if you needed to go, if you wanted to pop into a road race, or if you wanted to do something running base, you have enough of a base from yeah. that to go from it. So just food for thought for the people that don't love running and aren't going to, because listen, like, to be totally into running, that has to be your thing. It's really hard to do, I think, rucking and running just from a time standpoint. Yeah. There's not enough time Mm-mm. to do both, to train for both on the same level. I ran into that with cycling back in the day. When Jade and yes. I first got married back in like 2009, I had gotten way into road cycling. Mm-hmm. But the problem was I wouldn't suit up and step on the bike for less than 25 or 30 miles. Right. And even if you're, you're quick, that's a time commitment. Time. I mean, I do... 
100 miles on a Saturday, yeah. 7,500 miles on a Saturday for fun. Yeah. And it, it just took up so much a lot time. Of time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I love to, to rock and I love to, to go and do that. I think it's really calming and stuff like that. But I also, I do miss the, the runner's high. Yeah. I do miss that kind of moving swiftly and, and getting, and just getting on a run, what you can do in like a 25 to yeah. 45 minute standpoint is, is really awesome. So, yeah, I think he's, Michael Easter's got, he's kind of figured that out, I think. Has. He's coming here this Friday. Is he really? Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, of course I'm here. Today. I'm sorry. I need to call him sick tomorrow. Um, <laughs> I, I obviously heard him at Sandlot Jacks mm-hmm. last year and then just didn't. I met so many of the speakers that came through. Everybody was so gracious with their time. Sandlot is such a special event and I really want to dig into it. Yeah, but we're going to talk about Like that. Michael Easter, has anybody outside of your family Ever grabbed onto a passion for rucking and run with it more than Michael Easter? Uh, he, he, this is, we've been, we were trying. So this is so interesting to me because for years, I mean, we've been at this for 12 years now. You've been, been like, gosh, this is such a great thing. It's so simple. It's mm-hmm. scalable. It's, you know, accessible, blah, blah, blah. All the, all the things that rucking is, all the attributes. We've been like saying these things. Yeah. We've been writing about them. Mm-hmm. But at some point, this um, this woman that I worked with, she she's um, a friend of mine. She was like, "We have to educate people." Like she was basically saying, "We." She basically, in so many words, was like, "We need to find someone like a Michael Easter." And Jason had found him, you know, yeah. back in you know 2015, and he wrote an article on rucking and the men's health. And Jason got, you know, had been they had been developing a relationship right. and he kept being like, Hey, I want you to write a book on rucking. I want you to do these things. Well, he finally did with comfort crisis, yeah. even though it was even better than just a book on rucking yeah. because it was a lot more accessible. And it's such an interesting kind of, um, so interesting how people work, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you can't, you can't hammer people, yeah. right? You got to just kind of plant some seeds and, like with kids, you sometimes just have to put food out on the table and see what they're going to yes. eat. Like, I must I don't even say anything. I'll just like cut some fruit up or something. I'll put it out there and they just like, it's gone. Right. You know, and it's kind of like that. Like, yeah. so I think, um, that's what happened with Michael Easter and like, and he realized that it was mutually beneficial mm-hmm. for, you know, that hit what he was trying to promote and sort of this idea of discomfort and embracing yeah. it. And then, um, and then all the sort of, knowledge that he knows about and the historical benefits of carrying weight and just how, I mean, I, he and I, like we text about, he'll be like, Hey, I have an idea for this. And I'm like, Hey, I have an idea for, you know, it's like this great synergy of like, let's just like see what, what kind of works on that. Cause I, I was like, he was, you know, asking me about like women and how they incorporate rucking into their busy lives. And, and I was saying like, Hey, let's talk about like people who are, you know, physical therapists that are working with the elderly and how like, this is like really starting to catch on in those kind of spaces. Mm -hmm. So stuff, really cool stuff like that. And I think, I think the moral of the story is like, sometimes you need someone. And I think this is true for parenting too, Mm -hmm. right? You just need that someone that's a little bit, um, you, you, you see eye to eye, but they're a little bit offset. Yeah. So, cause it gives, it gives a different obje- objectivity. It gives some credibility. You know, he, he's got his own way of approaching it. He's got his own way of mm-hmm. writing it. It's so funny to me. Sometimes I'll see him saying, I'm like, Jason said that, 
you know, yes. a thousand times. But G- Michael Easter says it differently. Yeah. And people hear it differently. And it's, they receive it differently. And I think that's really important yeah. in, in life to do things like that, right? Yeah. It's been so awesome to see. And it's, mm-hmm. and also problematic because he's very persuasive. And next thing you know, <laughs> you're out with, you know, just. You know who else is like this? Melissa Urban is like this yes. too. It, yeah. You know, she's very um, persuasive and the, the kind of, the work that she does, the kind of the layers of, of understanding and mm-hmm. really getting the, the way she answers questions and how it's, it's, she's very true to herself, but also open-minded. Yeah. I think it's, it's really great. Well, and it's, you know, like her, it's, she lives it. You yes. guys live it. Right. And that's part of what's so compelling. It's like yeah. my, and, and Michael Easter, it's like, it's not just here, go ruck or here buy my book. It's, here's me rucking. Here's me walking up the stairs. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And her, you know, it's, she's not just trying to sell whole 30 because whole 30 is free. You know, if you want to buy some, some stuff to support it, cool. But if you want to just do it, then, then just do it. Right. And it's that same thing. Like I was so surprised when I came and recorded with you the first time, like to talk about like how much events make up of the business. Right. And it's part of what I want to get into with Sandlot, yes. right? Because sitting as an, as an outsider, right, going to Sandlot and seeing as a first year event how, how big it was and it's, and it's going to be bigger. And, but I, I, I'm always impressed with the business of what you guys do too. And now knowing that event side of where like, no, we believe in what events do, but it's not, you know, you're not paying for the next go ruck branded Jeep <laughs> off events. Like that's oh, no, not, that's no. not a thing, right? No, we're- um, and so we're getting, I'm, we're getting loans, but yeah, I'm I mean, sitting there like, at Sandlot going, did you guys, you guys cover this? <laughs> Are we doing this again? Or was this, we, <laughs> we got, we got a grant from the city and we lost money, but we didn't lose as much as we thought we would. Does that make that's sense? a win. That's a win. Yes. Like, that's a win. And eventually we got to get to a point where yeah. it's financially stable, like, right. um, to, to want to keep doing these things. But, but, it's, it's, it's like you said, it's like, put something out in the world. I mean, like, I love how, how, um, artists these days will just share something. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, Hey, if you love this, support me and you'll get cool insider stuff yeah. and you know, all that. And it's like, you get, you start to really just like appreciate it. And yeah. it's, it's a, it's, um, that, so Sandlot, we're just, we're hoping that we'll just get some bigger name sponsors for yeah. things and we can do more and more things over the years. And, and, you know, this is, this is still a growing year because the, the, the last year was just the proof of concept. Yes. Can, can we pull this off? And uh, I didn't, for a while, I didn't know if it was going to yeah. be a thing, but I'm it, pretty, I'd have to go back and look, I'm pretty sure I was sending you fangirl messages during the event. <laughs> so I'm like, this is just like, everybody that was there and people that like, I'm like Kelly Starrett. Like I could just, I walked up and talked with Kelly Starrett and Jason Kalipa and I'm like me and Tim Kennedy, I got a picture that makes us look like we're best buddies. (laughs) And I put that out there into the world. I'm like, no, me and Tim, we go way back. But these folks, they, they really, they were great folks, right? They, they all were willing to be present and things like that. And I think that's really part of it. It's like inviting the right kind of people that are like, they, they, they enjoy this and yeah. they enjoy meeting people, even if it's exhausting at the end of the right. day. But yes, um, I, I, the biggest criticism I've heard about Sandlot is that there was too much to do. Like people were like, I couldn't get to all those things that were going on. And I'm like, 
what a great problem because yeah. it's just like, you know, and we, we, we try to do the schedule where it's like, you know, we're not, you know, we, we, we know that like this type of person might be trying to do this, but it's just guesswork, you yeah. know, at the end of the day. But that's good because the yeah. worst thing is boredom, right? Yeah. Is people being like, oh, I did the three things and now what? You know, no, at least there it was like, gosh, I want to go do that. I want to do yeah. all these things. And, um, this is, I'm trying to, with the leaders, um, cause we're trying to, to better serve the GORUCK community as we grow and do these different things. And I think we're going to try to concentrate the, the, the kind of the GORUCK people who've been with us a long time, uh, some of those events on Friday. Mm-hmm. So their Saturday's open for them to do all the other stuff. So yeah. it's not conflicting. And um, I mean, we'll do our best, but that's sort of the thought about that. And another part of that is, is for the leaders, you know, to make it special for the leaders, I, I kind of want to do like a, before the grounds are actually open, kind of like the leaders can meet for a ruck. And, and I think it'd be cool to just meet for a ruck, be yes. together and do like a, a walkthrough. Yeah. So it's like you get to kind of see what's happening before it's even built or right. it's almost built or like test out the obstacle course. And then we'll go grab some lunch, something like that. So we're, we're, we're teasing out. We're trying to do that part better. Yeah. You know, I was, I'm, I'm trying to think back of what, if I had cons, what they would have been. And I, I feel that a little bit. Like I, I saw some people leave with more patches than I left with. And I'm like, how, 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 how did you do that? Yeah. But it was, I've said for a long time that I think star courses are the perfect go ruck entry yeah, drug and they've yeah. been supplanted by Sandlot Jacks because it's so like doing the the OG uh base no the OG light yeah right that was the most like fun chill <laughs> yeah. like go uh, like actual go rug event I, I I don't think I even would have been sore I was so pl- sore from plenty of other things yeah. but I'm like it was just such a party atmosphere the cadre were having so much yeah. fun and even we we came back and we did the the basic yeah which was awesome to then have because I was talking to cadre Dan he's like because we ended up doing like ground training with yeah. Tim Kennedy, yes, which I don't I think that. was initially planned. Dan's no. like, there was no way I wasn't going to get you guys time with him. So he just rucked us over there and, so and made cool. it happen. And so, yeah. Uh, and so much of, and just doing the little star courses and picking your distance and okay, just, just go to the fit talks. Just, yes. you know, go skate with Mike Vallelie. So you the know? star course slash scavenger hunts, I, we are going to, to do those better. Like I, I was in charge of those and I got some feedback on like, Hey, you could do more of this. And some of the points were repetitive, but it's so funny because I did those thinking like, Oh, not many people are going to do this, but it it, it was the opposite. It was the first thing we knocked my little crew. We had some podcast listeners and some of the guys that come on the podcast come. First thing we did was 10, 10 or 15. I can't remember what yeah. we did. There was the one stop that yeah. was the small bridges, the little yes. mile, the hardest freaking time finding those oh, maps kept find. sending us to the wrong. We're like standing in the middle Sorry. of the school or whatever's oh, there. Yeah. We're like, is that it over there? <laughs> yeah. The, um, well, so I, I guess I was pleasantly surprised that there were a ton of demand and a lot of people doing that. And the city of Jacksonville was so pleased because they're like, we've never seen people walking so much and because you know there's a push to make it you know more of a blue zone and um you know walkable and yeah 
but you know, it's a mindset. People will be like, Oh, it's a mile away. Oh, I got to drive, you yeah. know, instead we were proving the, the point that it is walkable and it is safe and it is fun. Yeah. So my goal this year is to create more better versions of those. And mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, one of our rut club leaders out in um, San Diego, Jessica, she's awesome. She's like, do an art mural, just only art mural rucks. And I'm like, I mean, a, like a scavenger or a star course. And I'm like, yes, like yeah. great idea. So I, I, I have to find my notes from this, but I'm, I've got to get started on these yeah. sort of things. And I don't know if you know this, but like Ingress, nerding out on that, the Niantic side, they are going to be hosting an anomaly that same day. Oh, really? The 22nd. Nice. Yes. That's awesome. So they're going to be hosting an anomaly. It's, it's in the same area. It's yeah. not like, it's not necessarily a part of Sandlot because of ticketing and stuff, but there's going to have their own thing. And the players are asking me, in addition to the Operation Clearfield, which is like the Star Course mm-hmm. slash scavenger version for them, they want to do like a, like an Intel, like a spy version, spy games. And so that's going to yeah. be super cool. So there's going to be a lot going on. And it just really like warms my heart when the stuff that like, that I've always kind of done, you yeah. know, that have been my babies that yes. are there kind of fall by the wayside for one, one way or the other that, that I find out that people really love it, yes. you know? And it's like, and it's this, it's what we we're talking about earlier. It's like, for me, it's like, if there's just like, if there's just one person, you know, if there's just like a small group of people, like with the book chat, if it's just a few people, that's meaningful to me. Yeah. Like I don't, I have a hard time. I'll just be candid. I have a hard time sometimes internally here because it's like, well, the numbers and how many, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I'm like, people trying to pay I, for and things. I finally just and... said, I finally just said, don't come to me for that. I'm not your girl. Yeah. Like don't, I, I, I will, I will show up to meetings and I will get stuff done, but this is, this is not my forte. Yeah. Like, in frankly, you know, I'm from the government. They just gave me a bunch of money <laughs> you know? yes. and said, go do things and yeah. make this stuff happen. And I think I've just, I, it's, it's hard for me because I, I, I want to be all things, but I, I can't, yeah. I can't. And, and it's, I think it's a, it's a, it's some humble pie and some, you know, growing up to be able to say, this isn't, this isn't really where you need me. Yeah. There are other good people that are good at this, but at the flip side, they're not going to be doing what I, what I do. And, and, and like, we, we all need each other in this. And like, so I think it's in an organizational standpoint, this idea that every, that people can be a one-stop shop. It's, it's, it's a fallacy. Yeah. You know, like there, there are some exceptions, I suppose, to people that are just brilliant from this, but you know, something tells me that, 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 that we're not seeing the full, full picture, right. right. That someone behind the scenes was actually like keeping them in line and organized yeah, and yeah. on, you know, p- keeping the, the budget going. And it's just like, I don't know. I, I have, I, I struggle with this a lot sometimes because it's like, I don't, I don't think we should expect that from our children, from ourselves, from yeah. other people that they should be a one-stop shop for yeah. everything. No, for sure. <laughs> and that's, you know, the event was so cool because there was something for everyone. Yes. And you could go and beat yourself up physically and, like, leave 
exhausted and smiling with a pile of patches and you could go chill and watch some of the world's best athletes do their thing yeah. and listen to some of the world's smartest people yeah. talk about the things they're experts in yeah you know and do a little skating it was so funny so you know you and sarah over there i mean it's awesome that you guys skate but i'm like oh, it's yeah. not my thing but you guys are just over there like in the zone with mike valley like just having the time of your lives so and i'm like i mean i was fangirling too yeah and you know like yoga sessions with melissa not my bag but I had other things, like I could go and do other things. And so many cool people. I can't remember if who I talked about it with. Um, it might have been uh, Fran, which is, is part of the point. Like, oh, yeah. It's just so many. It's, it's what I like about just going out for a hike. You just don't find too many crappy people out in the woods. It weeds them out, um, <laughs> especially if you're far enough out. Right. Um, and same thing. Like, there's just not low quality people at some because it's just not their thing. Like you're there to be challenged or grow or try something new or learn something new. Yeah. And just came away with, you know, like met Fran Rich Hopi there. Yeah. And he, Fran's been on the podcast and we chat yeah, all the time. Yeah. And I sit back and I look at Fran's podcast. I'm like, oh, this is what Solid Seven could be if I was better and tried harder. <laughs> uh, we're like almost at the same episode counts. And yeah. I'm always like, and you know, he'll have, you know, like Donald Rumsfeld on. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. Whatever. But, you know, you're, yeah. you're serving a, like a different, you know what I yeah. mean? It's like he, he's awesome. And yeah. But I think it's cool to like be inspired by each other, yeah. you know? And But so then even like still in contact with some of the people that, mm -hmm. you know, at a big event like that with big whatever. And so it, it was a different vibe to the events that were baked in the basic and the like. Sure. But still, you know, keep up with those people on social media. We're hooking up again at Sand, yeah. you know, at Sandlot this year. Um, and so it's just so it's so it was so many things in one that you wouldn't think. And the like the Go Ruck games would have been like that's. In and of itself. A world-class event in yeah. and of itself. That prize purse is no joke. No joke. But boy, did they have to earn it. Yeah. And so then I can't remember uh, what giant thing of sand it was. I saw DS posting trying to oh, pick up here. 250 like, pounds. Yeah, I'm like, Jerry well, can. I assume we'll be seeing those again. Uh -huh. He's like, oh, yeah. man. Yeah. So it's like just setting somebody like Kadre DS loose on, hey, take literally the fittest people in the world yeah. and see – See what you can yeah. put him through. See what you can do to him. That's awesome. <coughs> Speaking of DS, he was just here, and he and Jala Shaw are going to be sort of uh, spearheading our foray into sort of specialized training programs. So, really? Yeah. So think that you've got <coughs> so you've got our um, tribe and training with mm -hmm. our uh, SRT sandbag and rug yeah. training daily, and then you've got tribe, which is just sort of like a big one big workout a month that we do in addition to some rocking challenges and other things and then um you know events and whatnot but they are going to be doing like shorter like you know something that's four weeks long three weeks long six weeks though they're going to be developing more of yeah. this so they're we're working on getting their first ones out oh nice so there'll be just sort of like a a one-time thing or well you can do it you can probably ax it as much as you want but they're yeah. they'll it'll be out there and then we're going to try to create a library and then get more Kind of guest trainers. I mean, it'd be cool to have some of the Sandlot folks or the uh -huh. Go Ruck Games folks have uh, their own sort of like, and we want to make these accessible. Yeah. You know, they're like, obviously there's a little bit different when they're just an online thing, but we're going to get into that. So yeah. that's coming out pretty soon. Yeah, because I've seen him uh, putting his uh, kettlebell crusher oh, workout yeah, yeah, yeah. out there lately. So kind of along those lines. Yeah, we've of been this, talking about this yeah. for a while, but yeah, similar to that, although that one will be his own separate yeah. one. But yeah, this, we, we were kind of trying to figure out, oops, sorry, like, you know, where to go with training. Because yeah. obviously 
since the, you know, we always were, it's always been this like, who, who are identity crisis? Like, are we a gear company or an events company? Well, we decided we were a rucking company. Yeah. Well, are we a travel or training? And then, you know, pushed really hard towards training mm-hmm. when travel shut down. Yeah. But travel comes back and, you know, we can still do these things, but we still have to have focuses yeah. because uh, it's hard to do all the things yeah. at once. But we have so many, our hands in so many different areas. Right. So it's, it's actually, it's actually great because when something's not working supply chain wise or economy wise, we, we can turn to these other things. Yeah which is what the, we try to do. The the challenge with DS, though, his content would be more compelling if he was just actually physically fit himself. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... You know, if he just looked like he worked out a little bit. <laughs> if, if, I think the problem is that he's too intimidating, oh, right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no. He, he's a monster. Um, but, yeah. So, it, he'll he'll be he'll be at sandlot yeah. and dan plants will be there dan plants gonna probably do some ingress stuff and some of the the tribe stuff and got we got a lot of a lot of the cast characters coming back yeah. we're excited about it it's gonna yeah, be yeah i've been watching the speaker list yeah i'm watching for somebody in particular i haven't seen pop up yet Who? i think it's i uh, i would love to see peter atia at oh yeah, yeah yes maybe not this year but maybe you know yes we, yeah so a lot of times we just don't have enough spaces or the like, schedules don't work yeah. out, but we have, you know, some people that were like, Hey, maybe next year, you yeah. know, would be the good. So we, we've had a lot of those conversations, but yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's and he's been straight repping the gear lately too. Like I've followed his content for, I probably found him through Tim Ferriss or, yeah. or, or one Jason of those. Got to meet him said yeah. he was awesome. He's such a sharp dude. Yeah. Really great. But he's, he's all in like, he's, he's a rocking I mean, fanboy this now. Is, this is just how it works. Like, you know, Michael Easter introduces us to this whole, whole network of people and this, and, and we're, we're grateful for it. And it's like, it's really awesome to be kind of considered in that space, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, it's exciting, I think. Um, but yes, I, I, I agree. He'd, he'd be, he'd be an awesome one for him to come in and do a fit talk on longevity, which is his, his baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's so, he can speak intelligently to so many sure. things, which is the case for so many yeah. of, of the well, guests. His, his book that's coming out is one of on our tribe list. Yes. You have to pre-order it now, but yeah. it's, it's going to be um, out there. Yeah. And Easter's got another book coming out. He does. Right? He's yeah. going to be our October tribe book. It's called The Scarcity Brain. Yeah. And excited about that one too. So yeah. I mean, I, so ideally for me with the tribe, like I call it the uh, backpack cult club. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, it's the, I'd love to like do what Jenny Urich at uh, 1000 hours is doing is getting like the authors to come and talk Yeah. in like, so I will get there. You know, I, I think it's just a matter of time, you know, before we like, I mean, I, me, Michael will be able yeah. to do that, but like eventually get more, uh, you know, sort of connectivity with some of these authors. Yeah. But, you know, I, I've developed a relationship with um, Sebastian Younger and his team at Bettstown Hall. Yeah. And we're going to actually, um, we're planning to do a cool t-shirt, um, like fundraiser for oh, their nice. new, the Bettstown Hall has been around for a while, but yeah. he's really starting to put some, some time, more time and energy behind it. Mm-hmm. And he is our keynote for um, one of our keynotes for Sandlot and going to be, you know, speaking to yeah. that. So 
some really some really interesting folks. And, and Melissa's going to be back. Yeah, saw that. She's, um, she, her talk is going to be more Whole30 focused because, uh, you know, just on the focused on like what that means like. And I think that's perfect for our yeah. crowd. Yeah, I got I, I love Melissa. Please still come on the podcast, Melissa. Last year, it was a little, it was a little woo for me, which she led with. Can I get a little woo? Which, hey, fair enough. Yeah. She put it right up front, and I stayed. I'm like, ah, this one's not, this one's not me. But that's like, I don't woo is not my my thing. But she, oh right, right, right. Yeah, j- just her fit talk. Oh yeah, yeah no, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. funny. Yeah, when she, when she gets woo, it's 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 usually grounded in something like real, yeah, you know, yeah. and it's kind of funny. But I I. She's, she does this med- the meditation stuff that's really more like yeah. mindfulness and things like that, which I think is really great. But Kelly yeah. Star and Ready State, they're coming back out again, yeah, right? Yeah, they, they got a new book coming out too. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Juliet too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Dude, I've been such a fan of his for so long. Yeah. It's it's almost too much sometimes. So I'm like, you read through, which listeners, if you haven't heard of Kelly Star Check out Born to Run. Check out Supp- Supple Leopards, the big Supple one. Leopard, that's where everybody yeah. knows. But I'm almost like, it's one of those things where it's like, how could I, in a, the, answer is you don't incorporate all of it all the time. You use the pieces you need yeah. when you need them. And I'm like, I feel like I have to spend my whole day doing like, like with, you know, with rollers and with a racquetball yeah. and doing, when it's, that's only. And so that was what was so cool meeting him in person and him just doing the mobility stuff and, and even doing the things of like putting you in this position. Okay. Get in this squat. Are you comfortable? Can you breathe here? Okay. If not, this is a position you need to work on. Just making it practical, doing the application like right there with him. Yeah. Was so cool. Really cool. Yeah. And but that that was the experience the whole weekend is all these people who they're doing a fit talk or it's a bigger name or you've read their book or you heard of their you follow their content. And then everybody's hanging out. They'll talk to you, meet with them, you know. It it really just brings it to life, right? And it's like the the point is that we can get stuck in our ways and we need to be, we need to expose ourselves to, you know, some of these other, other fitness things. And I think that's, that's something that we've always tried to do is that, you know, in in the business world, it's like you, you, you look to partner with people and then they'll be like, Oh, well you make fanny packs and we make fanny packs. So we can't talk anymore. And you're like, it, it, I, I roll like, you know, and I get yeah. it. It's not always, you're not all people's hands are tied and you can't do certain things, but let's be honest. They, you know, sometimes those are just excuses. Right. Yeah. And so I think something that we've always tried to do is to say, Hey, we, we're okay. We're, we're, we're well, we're also in this great position that we don't have a ton of direct competitors in terms of rucking, but we yeah. have obviously the backpack spaces. There's a lot of yeah. competitors, but, but it, it, I think it's just always more interesting if you can find a way to work together with other people and, and say, Hey, you know, sure. You make some things that we make. Let's, let's just, let's still just let the people decide, you yeah. know, <laughs> you know, the, 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 some people will like this yours better for X reason. And they'll like this better, you know? So it doesn't have to be so antagonistic, yeah. I think. When it's that mentality of, you know, like the pie. And if you've got more, you know, or I've always liked it more as like a, a bucket full of water. Mm-hmm. And you feel like somebody's got too much water in their bucket, but everybody's standing next to the ocean. Like there's <laughs> enough customers and money to go. I mean, that's my whole lot. Like yeah. that's me doing a podcast yeah. for two years, right? So I'm like, there's like a million podcasts launched during right. COVID or something right. like that. The space more than doubled. Like there's still plenty of listeners to go or I only need a tiny fraction of the populace to kind right. of catch on and I'll, yeah. I'll be okay. 
Sure. You know, and that's why I don't, you know, I love like having Fran on. And I actually, um, there's a podcast that um, it's based on radiology. It's mm. called uh, Shout Out Catheter Jockeys. Love those guys. I met one of their co-hosts, okay. uh, Patrick, at Sandlot Jacks. Really? He saw me wearing my, saw some podcast shirt. He's like, I've heard of that. Um, and so we hit it off and we're hanging out. We still talk all the time. I'm probably going to record with him at Sandlot Jacks this year, do a little crossover pod. Um, and just like, okay, what go like, it's a totally different thing. Go listen to them. Come listen to me. Go listen to Jedberg podcast. Lord knows we're doing different things. Fran, you know, I did tell, uh, Fran, he posted something about Sandlot Jacks for this year. And I'm like, yeah, bro, if you could leave some podcast guests for the rest of us (laughs) this year, that would be fantastic. Um, which he told me absolutely not. So thanks for that. But you're describing um, what you're describing is that the heart, I think, of what we've always tried to do at GORUCK is like let people get together yeah. and and create a space for that and let them, you know, let them take it from there. You know? I mean, the GORUCK events have always just been about people meeting each other. Yes. And in a in some a kind of an unconventional circumstance. Yeah. And, you know, a fitness festival is a little more conventional. You know, maybe there's not that many of them quite like that in the sense that you can be a spectator, you can be a participant, you can, you know, receive content, you can create content, mm-hmm. you can, you know, n- you know, I hate the word network, but like you can, you can connect with other people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's just something, there's something really wholesome and sort of real about it, yeah. you know? And like, like we talked about at the beginning, it's like, getting getting outside ourselves and letting us you know actually meet in person and say have these yeah. conversations yes and well and it creates such unique interactions where it's like i abhor like like a kid my, my kids are five and three i know you feel this pain <laughs> like a kid's birthday party right now i'm like oh <laughs> good lord but there's there's a different interaction the small talk is different when you've like touch someone's butt as you're laying on the ground and passing them overhead of you in a line, there's a different bond Aww. there. There's different points of communication. The bar- there's yeah. barriers that have always been broken down. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. We all stink. We're, we're all dirty yeah. and, uh, you know, we're happy. We're yeah. all, and we're all friends now. And, and like, you know, I think the, the sort of the richness of the experience and the layers of it is that, you know, people would come just for a savage, savage race, uh, urban obstacle course. Yes. That could be in and of itself, you know, mm-hmm. throw a few food vendors and a kid's course and that, and that's a thing. Yeah. But, and, and there's, there's a lot less, you know, people go to garage sales, you know, yes. like, it's it not heavy lifts in a lot of, in, in some circumstances, but it, at this fitness festival, there, there's a lot of layers. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the good thing of like, there's something for everyone and there's also too much to do. And so you leave wanting to do more is the sort of the, the yeah. mindset. And, you know, we're trying to, the, the space has gotten better. That big, ugly stage that was there got, got blown up. Oh, and, really? Yeah. And they, so the, the, the green space is better. Yeah. So sort of the layout, um, the, you know, the path to the fit talks is going to be a little clearer. Yeah. Um, and the, um, we have several authors that, uh, that are doing fit talks that have books that we're going to have on site sale, you know, for them to sign, yeah, awesome. you know, right after their fit talks. So um, we're trying to, you know, fix the, you know, make the VIP areas more fun and kind of like, uh, whatever, like there, there's little tweaks that we're yeah. making. I'm sure we'll, 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 we'll correct some things and forget others and, and all that, but it's like. It's a festival and yeah. it's usually a nice time of year down here and um, just 
hoping for a good turnout. And, you know, we've given a lot of free tickets away for, you know, the sort of earned service teachers yeah. and LEO, fire, veterans, all the, all the folks that we want. We want to give back. Yeah, that was the joke in my head when you were talking about we didn't lose as much as we thought we were going to lose. <laughs> I'm like, well, maybe a few thousand less free tickets. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know, I know. But y- you know how it is. It's like you... These games, it's it's like you really are trying to attract sponsors, so you really want to get people there. Yeah, you know. Which uh, Black Rifles on board this year? Yeah, yeah, that is awesome. Yes. I've been a subscriber for. I'm a coffee snob. I don't know if we ever talked about that. No, I'm not bougie enough yet to where I weigh my grounds and my co- and mm. my water, but that's the only thing left. Oh, like you... I fresh grind the beans. It's Goals. the espresso. It's the whole. It's the whole thing. Goodness. Right? Uh, but so I've been a subscriber. Like I get my AK roast every three weeks. From from them, been a fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's not to love yeah, about those guys? I know, uh, right? And so then, but I was on my subscription page this week. I can't remember why. Some link I got from there or something, and they've got all these affiliate discounts. There's a new one there that is a GoRuck affiliate. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Things <laughs> are a, happening. That's a healthy discount, guy. Um, that's one that's so obvious. Yeah. So yeah, awesome to see them it coming is. on board. It is. There's there's lots of good things happening. We're 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 fortunate. Um, what else do you got for me? Did I get? Uh, did I touch on all the gear? We stuff? did all the GoRuck stuff, which is fine by me. I have uh, none of the miscellaneous stuff, which is we could do it rapid fire. Yeah, let's do I threw some fire. geopolitical I like, stuff I on like there. Those. Well, one yeah. I mentioned, I loved Jason's podcast with the Real AF uh-huh. guys. It was fantastic, and I told you it embarrassed me a little bit as a podcast host because I did. I felt like fairly in depth interviews with both of you. I tried to dig in. I got into the book. I wanted the breakdown of, <laughs> I still, it was funny because I tried to pin Jason down too. Like the progress of the relationship, married, not married, married again. <laughs> like that gets so super vague for both of you. And I'm like, I'm trying to pin down the timeline. And you know, Jason, he's like, it, you know, it's just messy. It just is what it is, man. I'm like, no, but there was a date. Like, there, uh, right. But so uh, it comes out on there and oh, I think gosh. they got, they made the point organically. They refer to you as being like Jason's Wendy Peppercorn. Oh my god! From Sandlot, oh god. and he's like, "Oh yeah, she calls me Squints." I'm like, "How did I not yes, uncover this yes. information?" You haven't seen the memes I've made no, of him, I, I like have, as Squints. I have no idea how I've missed like this. Squint. Well, then their graphic that they put out yeah, for their podcast episode was so, so glorious, funny. like the cover of the movie. Yeah, but that leads me to. Uh, like because there's the Sandlot app and then yes. the Sandlot games now. So is there a little cheeky nod there to Sandlot for you guys, or is just like Sandlots are where you get together and play and hang out with your friends? Like, does that play into well, why these things are called we've Sandlot? Always loved that movie. Uh, yeah, it's a great movie. And um, like I I I tend to always like help Jason like name things. Yeah. Like so I when he was trying to come up with the name for this app. I kept saying, like, why don't you just call it, like, Sandlot? Like, you know, like, again, yeah. where you meet up and it's the, the nostalgia of yeah. it and what, and, and it, 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 it wasn't already taken, you know, right. all those things kind of lined up. So, it, yeah, so that, I, that's just kind of where it comes. It's from those conversations with that. But, yeah, it, the, <laughs> Wendy Peppercorn. <laughs> uh, uh, we still need to do like a um, a family Halloween costume like that. that you would know, be we need the monster as the beast. And yes, the kids and different baseball outfits, yeah. and then whatever. But my my friend who I'm going to Medellin with with Natalie, she did an amazing Wendy Peppercorn costume one time. Yeah. 
It's props to it's her. It's going to be hard to top your costume from last year. I got a lot of play. Oh, the the Star Wars? No. Or, was Star Wars last year? Or uh, no, Reno 911. Oh, Wasn't that? Oh, yes. I forgot about Did you see that Thomas Patrick Lane yes. liked my yeah, reels? Yeah, no, that's freaking Not big time. Not just one, but two. Yes. <laughs> I was like so pleased because yes. I tagged him. I actually had met his sister back in the day um, through some mutual friends. And so and she's lovely. And, and I had always kind of, I'd been a band of his yeah. even before I met her. And so and even more so after that. And I, yeah, I was really pleased with, with, uh, him liking that. Well, Instagram now feeds me clips of him from Reno 911 nonstop from liking your posts. (laughs) The algorithm is alive and well. I like the state, you know, there's there's worse things things to see. So yeah, (laughs) yeah, Instagram could be feeding me worse things than clips from Reno 911. (laughs) I know. So, I mean, but, but gosh, what is so like, I, I don't know if it would it would be allowed. Uh-uh. I mean, I know they, they have continuations, but to watch those old episodes, it's, it's even the office sometimes. Oh, yeah. You're just like, and, and so just on this point real quick, uh, there was this article in the wall street journal very recently about how Roald Dahl's books have been watered down, yes. and like how it's going to put every kids to sleep. And I feel this way, the same way about those as I do about like, you know, this idea of going back in time and, wanting to correct all these behaviors and I just I I, I'm not for that in general and and that's not to say that there aren't some things that you're like ooh, you know but yes I think it's important to have to, to to have them out there and I I loved how this article in the Wall Street Journal kind of described Roald Dahl's as like this spiky you know, ways of calling people. Th- I mean, it's it's really rude sometimes yeah. the things they call each other. And but it, I mean, so was Shakespeare back in yes. the day, and and so you know a lot of things. And I, I Shakespeare don't, invented insults. It's I know. Glorious. I don't find that it. I I don't find it cr- makes people bad. Yeah. To hear those things, I think it's. I think it's really can be really um, informative and yeah. and also hilarious i mean i I think uh i have a friend who always says like memes are the best things on the internet and i the the, he's right like it's they they are so funny i have a folder of almost 600 memes that i keep (laughs) that i collect yeah just for that occasion when you might need it and some of them have you know you there there are time and place Mm -hmm. right but that's I think it's fun yeah. to laugh and not not necessarily at everyone's expense and not, you know, we don't want to hurt people's feelings and stuff. But but this is going back to that friction. If we yeah. don't like do these things and find out like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know that that bothered you. Now I know. Yeah. And now I won't say I those sp- things. Everybody. I mean, this is, you know, a riddle wrapped. In, it's very meta wrapped inside an, an enigma. But I saw a meme that was a guy with like a oh crap face and it said. I sent a chat group one meme to chat group two. <laughs> like that's the realest thing yeah. in the world. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. oops, my bad. I know, I know, but it's so funny. Yeah, but it is the 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 problem to me with it is like the the arrogance with which we judge culture of the past. Oh, yeah. It prevents so much introspection that we need now because we think we've hit the pinnacle of it. Like, we're not going to be judged just as harshly 100 or 200 years from now. Oh, you mean, you mean we don't know how history 
uh, the right. So we don't know yes. what side of history is going to be on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not that all things yeah. are relative. I'm not believing that, but it's also like uh, at the end of the day, the, yeah. there's going to be things we're doing today, like staring at our yes. phones that people are going to look back and be like, how could yeah. you have let your kids do that? Yeah. You know, like, well, and it, like we lose so many lessons in because we throw the baby out with the bathwater. The go-to for me always, and I know this raises some, some hairs, whatever is always Jefferson. Mm. Where it's like Jefferson gave so much greatness to the world, a deeply flawed man, recognized that, couldn't reconcile it. But to me, it speaks to his greatness that he was in a, even in a position in the culture of his time to question those norms, took such bravery, but he gets no credit for that. But it's like, he didn't, he didn't invent the thing. He wasn't the sole participant. It doesn't let him off the hook. We could still look back like we've learned. So you can look back and recognize it. But that when he was in a position where it was the norm, when you hear this thing's okay, not just from everybody you know, like the pastor in your pulpit is like, this thing's okay. Yeah. Legally, this thing's okay. Mm-hmm. And to sit there and be somebody of means, have reason not to shake the boat yeah. and to have the wherewithal to go, I, I don't think yeah. this thing's okay. Right. And we learn, and like there's a lesson in introspection in that of going, Hey, maybe I shouldn't just go along with all the stuff that is accepted, right? Yeah. Just because it's normal probably might not mean that it's okay. And we lose that lesson when we just go, no, Jefferson bad. I just go back to who are we to judge, you know? Yeah. And it's, yeah, it, there, there, there's a lot, there's a lot to be said about this. And I, going back through and trying to correct everything is, is probably, it's a, it's, I don't think it's a great use of time. Yeah. I think. Not to not to not revisit the past and look at that and talk about it in a full way. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. Yeah. But but to change someone's actual works without their without their yes. permission, like goodness. Mm-hmm. Like who would who wants that? Yeah. Right? Well, we're so far removed from sticks and stones now. Like it's not a when speech is violence, man, we're in a bad place. I was I was reading an article about how this and, 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 you know, this happens on both sides of politics. Yeah. This isn't, this isn't just a one sided thing. Mm-hmm. There, there's, 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 um, trying to control on both sides and this idea of there are educational institutions, you know, all the way up yeah. to the highest levels of trying to just, you know, bland, make things bland, you know, cancel and, and do all these things when, when I think it's the the variety and having all these things, I honestly feel it's like with a lot of things, it kind of sorts itself out. Yeah. Right. Because I think people, I think people are actually really smart and I, you know, and imperfect and, yeah. and but I think, I think people are, I always just assume that like the, the, what, what people understand and what they is, is very deep, you yeah. know? And I think if, if, we just assume that with, with kids, you know, people of all ages and colors and types and, and backgrounds, it's just really, it's really interesting to me yeah. to think that like you have certain people in power positions being like, well, we're going to, we're going to, this is the way, and yeah. this is how we're going to do this. And it's like, I, 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 the hubris of it all. Yeah. 
is mind-boggling. I'm I'm hopeful. Like I keep going back to listen to this other podcast, but again, Jason, Jason on with Andy and them, like them talking about like Jason, and I think you share this is very very hopeful. Where it's very easy to get to where things are very dire, and you've got people talking about national divorce. Listeners, you can't see my eyes rolling right now. (laughs) Um, But you know, I I do see like a turn, and you do see some difference in the younger generation, and it's I, I. think maybe we're starting to figure out maybe social media not the best thing yeah. even in the you know two generations down really yeah man i'm getting old but um you know so i i see some hope there sure um we'll we'll see there'll be new yeah. new problems yes but but i do i agree with you i don't it, yeah there there's still so many things to kind of be surprised by in a good way yeah in this world well, uh, let's close out on a high note. Um, <laughs> or is Ukraine going to be World War Three? <laughs> oh I want to. I want to. Hot- I wanted to talk about China. I want to hot. G- well, we are. We but we are. Know, Freaking G is going to go visit Russia right now, and China not sitting on the sidelines for this thing is not good. It's not good. I mean, China's not on the sidelines China's of anything on the anymore. But completely. Um, listen, I I can't predict the future. I I know. I'm not an expert in either in any of these areas, but I can I can tell you that um, it it is troublesome. I I read I read an article. It was it was a fascinating article about the front lines of Ukraine. This is a real this is a real war being oh, yeah. fought, and it, it is crazy. People like trench warfare. Trench I mean, warfare videos of trench warfare. With, commercial drones with solo cups attached to it and you know international legion folks and whatnot and it's it's sad and and you know war is always an ugly terrible thing um no matter how necessary we it must be at the time but you know what i was trying to explain to my children the other day is that people there's people in this world who love putin they they do yeah. And they, 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 he tells them what they want to hear and he is in control of a lot of things. Yeah. And honestly, it, it's, it's a bad situation. And we are, we're, I think we're just going to have to wait until he's yeah. no longer here that, kind of situation. See, I, I mean, I'm terrified of it. I feel like that's the only good outcome broadly, globally, is for, him to be removed from the situation yeah. whether or not i don't think he's well i think there's no, some veracity so behind either. that yeah um so i don't know that he's mm-hmm. long for this world anyways i do feel it seems like maybe there's some people in russia that aren't up for the price tag of this thing at this point but russia's never been afraid to throw bodies at a problem no ever so which no. hey worked out okay in world war ii <laughs> thanks russia yeah thanks um but I, with him in the picture, I don't think his ego lets him take anything that's perceived as a loss. No. And there's also, I mean, how any sort of opposition is giving you're gone. Yeah. I mean, the kind of thing. And it's, uh, listen, I've always, I've worked the Russia target before. Uh, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. There's a lot of history there. If you want to know what keeps me up at night, it's China. Yeah. And, you know, I I laugh a little bit about the, it, it, not, not in a funny way, but like the, the spy balloon sort of 
thing that's been eye-opening for uh, a lot of folks. And, and it's like, it's guys, it's, it's on your phone already. Yeah. Like, it, you know, there's, there's other, there's deeper, there's deeper insidious sort of problems with yeah. this and at work. And I think um, there's a patience that China's willing to take that and, and, and they, we're just, you know, I don't want to be distracted by more wars um, yeah. when we really need to keep this. But the good news, the good news is that there are good people serving our country that are working this. Yeah. And there's good things happening. There are good things happening. And, and it's not all dire. Um, but it is something to say, like, uh, you know, I, I downloaded TikTok just because I needed to do something for my Lieutenant Dangle thing. But it was a one-time thing. Yeah. like. Honestly, if you're worried about this, like, get off those things. Yeah, TikTok is insidious. Get, get off, get off of it. Like, yeah. and, in and, what they feed our youth in the app versus what they allow access to. Yes. The the genius of them weaponizing our freedoms. Yeah. Yes. I want. I'm. I really. We've got to stop applying our rights and freedoms to external entities and forces. Right. I'm sorry, TikTok. You don't get freedom of speech. No. You don't. You, there is no legal recourse for like that stuff. We've got to wise up. That stuff drives me nuts. We do. And I mean, the, the, the thing about China is that they are quietly doing, they've been quietly doing a lot of things. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, or for, for, for a long time and they will continue to do it. And it, I actually think that, uh, the economist talks about this in a recent, issue where it's like we actually need to do more talking with them we yeah. you know we need to have more opportunities to solve problems like what happened in the cold war mm -hmm. when there were flare-ups and you know tense moments but it's like there were enough touch points along the way where they could be talked through and worked through yeah we need to have that with china you know having this like i'm not going to deal with it mentality is is i don't think is the way yeah i honestly you know what will always be in our in our you know, different sides and there will always be things that we're oppositional on, but we have to, from a diplomacy effort, try, Yeah, continue to try. We can't shut off with them. Like this open skies agreement, you know, what, I mean, I've seen things that we know based upon a, a, a treaty that allowed us to take pictures mm -hmm. of what their capabilities are versus ours. And, and, you know, we've since left those treaties. Yeah. So we, we do need more, I'm a big fan of diplomacy. I, I actually think yeah. it works in a lot of situations. And, you know, obviously last when, when things, when that all falls apart is when we end up with, with wars and stuff yeah. and, and that to be avoided as at, at all costs. Have you heard any of this stuff from this guy? And I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, gosh, something with a Z I want to say, but there's a guy with a, a well-researched take out there says I think I China's failed state inside of 10 years economically and population oh, bomb. He says they're so top heavy and their population worse even than their published numbers. Shockingly, he makes a case for their published numbers being inaccurate. Um, <laughs> Imagine he said, which would make sense. And I do, I do feel like there's this increased sense of urgency with them, the renewed push with Taiwan, how mm -hmm. much they're bowing up mm -hmm. elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And it just makes me wonder, I'm like, is he right? And do they know they're up against it? And are they trying to make these moves while they have the ability to, um, I mean, I, I like cheap phones and you don't want to see people, normal people destitute. So I'm like, 
I, I don't know what's what's better there, an empowered China or a failed China. We we can't know everything, but like what I've what I'm trying to say and what I agree on with this take is that having more avenues to to know more, either um open source or directly or indirectly is important. Yeah. And I mean, and, and, you know, as a, as a populist, as a U.S. populist, like understanding this, which I think a lot, I think most people understand, Yeah. but it's hard to get off the cheap goods. It's hard to get off the fun app, yes. you know? So I, I don't know what the answer is, but I, I often think that it's like, you know, when you can, when you can say no to those things, it is, yeah. it is going to be easier. The challenge though is though those that economic overlap is our mutually assured destruction with them. Yeah. It's not the nukes. And so yeah. the more we divest, the less leverage we have there. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm, you know, we're like you, you look at during COVID. Yeah. How, not forget just the PPE, how much of our medication yeah. is there now? It yeah. just seems yeah. like a bad idea, but it's also like the one unifying thing too. Like if we're going to have conversations. If we're going to, if you're going to sit down at a table and say, it's really better if we get along. Or, it really is. Or the fact that, you know, China's coming after anybody, uh, their own people that have left mm-hmm. and bring, bringing them oh, back by the droves. Yes. Well, and operating yes. police stations in yes. the U.S. And, and in other countries that say, hey, come in for your driver's license. And then yeah. pressuring, you know, it, it, there, there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot going on. So. I uh, don't know if we, let's end on the the space nerd stuff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was gonna say. Although I, there's I guess, some China weird stuff there yeah, too, that, but um, yeah, I don't have the answers, but I do think you know, uh, Blinken needs to go have that visit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people need to get that, on the freaking phone. That hacked me off so bad to cancel that trip. I'm like, not only do you not cancel. You, there's is, often a diplomatic gift for these visits, right? Do I understand that right? I, this yeah, is West yeah, Wing, yeah. not like yeah. West Wing, the show yeah, knowledge yeah, for me. Yeah. Uh, but I'm like, I would have shown up with a gift made from that balloon. Hey, you lost this. Mm-hmm. Here you mm-hmm. go. Returning. That was yours. such a weak such, look to cancel that a, trip. It's such a missed opportunity yeah. is what it is. And I agree. I think, I think, um, you know, say, Facing the problem or talking directly is the, is, is going to not solve all the problems, but it will, it will help us to yeah. understand the problems better. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, for sure. Well, I clearly, I stalk in a healthy way, your social <laughs> media. I think you're a solid Instagram follow. Oh, I highly you. recommend Aww, to anyone. That's so much fun. Your kids are so much fun. You guys do so much cool stuff. You're all fun. over the place. Uh-huh. Great sense of humor. You have a oh, solid bank of memes. I do. Uh, right? I do. Yeah. And so I notice, you know, um, occasionally in these posts, I'll see something like you guys actually see a rocket from up here yeah. blasting off from KSC or mm-hmm. just different space related stuff. I'm like, wait a minute. Is Emily a space nerd too? Because <laughs> yeah. we love space, Who particularly rockets space? at the Solid 7 podcast. And it's yeah. such an exciting time for it rocketry is. and space exploration. It, it's it been so interesting to see it revived. And yes. I... um. You know, I play these games with my kids of like, you know, would you rather be stuck in a submarine in the middle of the ocean or stuck in a spaceship up and, you know, and it's like, they're always like spaceship, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I'm not that knowledgeable of these things, but I, I love, I, I follow the astronomy, um, picture of the day. Um, uh, we have, 
a family member, um, brother-in-law, Jason's sister married one of Team Farm. Um, <laughs> Team Farm, if you're a big, uh, uh, if you're an OG Go Rug person, he works at NASA. And so we're, uh, it's really just exciting to kind of yeah. talk to him about that stuff. And yeah, like last night, I mean, it's, what what is more universal than being like, <laughs> we're all on this planet together yes. and the Jupiter and Venus are visible. And there's something I, I don't, I don't, I don't know many people that would not be sort of in awe of that. Yeah. And I think that's, I love that about it. I love that. It's like we, it all, we can all relate to it somehow. Yeah. Um, you know, we get in these, we get in these like very like narrow focus, like I'm into rucking, you know, are you yes. not into rucking? But then it's like, well, you know, I went out and saw the same moon that you see. Yeah. And that's, that's really cool. Right. Yes. To think about. So yeah, I, I do like that stuff. And I, um, I, I think I told you maybe before we started the podcast, I woke my kids out of bed to yes. go show them that. Yeah. Cause I think that's the kind of, um, that's the kind of things that I think are the most beautiful in this world that we can still be surprised yeah. and awed by that. Well, and of all the things that could be unifying, you know, it's like that famous picture of the, the pale blue dot, which I think was taken from Cassini, uh-huh. um, way, way out in the solar system. It just looks back in it where it is tiny yeah. and like people, you know, people much more eloquent than myself making the point of every book you've ever read, every person you've ever known, every dream you've ever had, every great thing that was ever done all happened on that pale blue dot. Crazy. And then you see, you know, now that we're kind of getting into this space tourism mode and mm -hmm. William Shatner flew on blue origin. Yes. And even like he was so emotional talking to Jeff Bezos as they got out of the capsule and even, you know, talked about it after he was done. It, it impacted him so profoundly, which that's a suborbital flight. It's straight up. You come back down. Right. <laughs> but just to see that curvature, to see the fragility of our world, to see how thin the atmosphere is when you're out there. And, you're up there and you can't, all these lines that divide us, you can't see them. You no. don't look down and see There's no borders. borders. And no. I'm not an open borders person. Right. I, you no, know, I get it. it. Like I lock right. my doors at night. Sure. Um, you know, but just that we are ultimately, we are all in it together. And so it can divide too. Of course, you know, I think a space race is good for innovation. So I'm like, yeah, let's get back to the moon. <laughs> let's get back to the moon. For, which is. is funny that we're going to space race to the moon. Cause like we just memory hole that we kind of, you know, we did that. We yeah. did that already. We did that, yeah. Uh, but it's, and just the innovation, I, I can't get over, when, when my, my son at five now being so into rockets can't understand this, like when we go see Atlantis at Kennedy, yes. you know, and there's the big external tank and boosters outside and you're seeing the actual shuttle, he's like, why don't we fly these anymore? Like he can't understand why rockets didn't land, why we didn't land Saturn fives, mm -hmm. because you just land rockets now. And so for me, like watching SpaceX land these boosters it's they're over 200 launches now they're well over 100 landings and it looks like magic to me every time we've yeah. gone out there's been a couple of falcon heavy launches this yes. year because it was such a dearth and so we've gone out to coco to watch because they land down at the far end of the cape mm -hmm. and to see those boosters come in side by side and see that landing burn and watch the legs pop it's it's sci-fi yeah it's unbelievable and, and so great right and to, and to think like you know, people were like, oh, this was dead. And, and, and it's like, no, it's, it's always, there's always something yeah. new and, and it's always, it's people are amazing. Yes. And I, the, what the, the ability to work together and create something, it, it's, it's really mind boggling to me and, and great in a great way. Yes. 
and inspiring. And I, I think, um, I, I think, I mean, I went to Kennedy's, I, I've been there several times with my kids and they're just, they're eat it up. Yeah. It's really great. It's really great stuff. And it's really humbling to think about like all the work that goes into those, those types of yeah. things. And well, I know he's great. so divisive now, but it's like to hear Elon talk about these things. It was the same thing with job, Steve Jobs talking about innovation. There's yeah. these dreamers, right? Yeah. And he just makes it so romantic, this oh, travel. And we I, need those types. We yeah. need those types. We need, it, to, oh, yeah. Were, yeah. were you a fan of the show West Wing at all when it was on? Yes. I loved West Wing. Yes. And so there's an episode where the president's going to do like a science classroom broadcast mm-hmm. because this satellite, Galileo 5, I don't mm-hmm. know why it's stuck, it's, it's this big achievement and it's going to do yeah. its thing. It's going to report back. And Sam Seaborn, who is one of my all-time favorite characters in television, is having to rewrite this blurb. Okay. So, listeners, if you haven't ever watched West Wing, go back and watch it. It holds up. I love it. Forget the old tech. It's, it's <laughs> glorious. But so the, the press secretary is C.J. Craig, and the president's hassling her because she doesn't say Galileo right. And it's that thing, right? It's that the magic isn't in her voice, that excitement or that romanticism. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. Sam Seaborn, who's this young guy and this great writer and this wordsmith, has to rewrite this blurb to launch this thing. And so he's, you know, doing this off the cuff. And it's, I love that character so much, you know, but at the end of it, he says, you know, Galileo 5. And the president just goes, he said it right. But it's like, I flash back to that because I'm like, that's the way Elon talks about the things they do. And even hear mm-hmm. the engineering stories and read like Liftoff, which if you haven't by Eric Berger's fantastic oh, about the early really? days of SpaceX and how close they cool. came to failure. Um, you know, mm-hmm. with Falcon one and, um, right. you know, but Elon, even the way he'll approach engineering problems where he's like, you know, somebody will tell, bring up that's impossible or we can't do that. Okay. But how would you do it if we could is his follow on question. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. he gets them out of their box and they dream. And so, and which is funny because he's this very analytical, you know, he's got the Asperger's thing going on and he talks like an engineer, mm-hmm. but there's a dreamer right. in there and you need. You know, yeah. I'm an Apple fanboy. I mean, it's whatever it could be, but there's something's missing yeah. since Jobs where there's not that push, yeah. right? Of what, yeah. you know, not how do we iterate, you know, it's that next big leap, what creating a space, you know, and that nobody questions landing orbital rockets now. Five years ago, laughing stock, yeah. it's impossible. You can't right. do it. And why would you want to if you could? And with Starship, it's looking like an orbital launch next month. The idea that they're going to land the booster in, not just land it, we're going to catch it out of the sky with chopsticks <laughs> and we're going to land the other part too. Who, th- who thinks of that? This who is, looks at that is, and goes, we can do that. Yeah. But, yeah. but we can, you know, or, yeah. or we should try. Right. And I think that's, that's the, the beauty of this. So yes, I very optimistic about these sort of things like, the conversations I have around my dinner table, like these kids are, you know, I like to always say like our, our revolution yes. is their baseline and they're going to take it to another level. And that's going to come with yeah. good things and bad things, yes. but we got to go. We, yeah, we keep try and direct ours more towards engineer than astronaut right now. The problem is they're not mutually exclusive. <laughs> yeah. uh, like yeah. I, I want somebody I really, I'm just putting that out there to the world. Somebody I would love to have on the podcast is Johnny Kim. Do you know about Johnny Kim? 
No. Oh, the yes. astronaut? So yes. Navy SEAL yes. served yes. with Jocko, yes. you know. Yes, the yes. One, the meme about Oh, my. Him. Like, <laughs> okay, bro, way to feed just the Asian stereotype, man. So Navy yes. SEAL, Harvard-trained doctor, and now yes. astronaut. Yes. How? Takes me back to Brian Regan, like the story topping thing. I walked on the moon. You can't story top Johnny Kim. It can't be done. Have you seen that one where the the woman gets to space and she's like, Mom, is that done enough? <laughs> <laughs> it's like... I did see. And I feel like this is a great point to wrap. I saw a little animation and it was Elon getting to Mars on Starship with all these notable people. And it's like Rogan's there and Jordan Peterson and this whole crew, you know, the whole dark, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, intellect web or whatever it's supposed to be crew. And they open the doors on Mars and David Goggins goes <laughs> running by. <laughs> and Joe Rogan's like, David Goggins, what are you doing here? I ran. <laughs> and then he's just like, he's just like off to the next planet. Stay hard. I love it so much. Definitely put this on the oh yeah. On the wrap of, oh my oh, gosh, yeah, it's well, Thank you so much for doing this. I could go the rest of the day. Yeah. I know you can't. Um, I'm gonna step right outside this door and spend way too much money yeah. uh, on the PX rack. There's uh, again, Jade. I'm sorry. Don't leave me. There's a Rucker 4.0 <laughs> with that tiger it, stripe on the inside out there. Yes. It is calling, calling name. my name. Actually, so real quick, we Sandlot last year had a buddy leave early because he had scheduled something else before we knew about it. Um, and we're looking at all the sales stuff. And he was still rocking like a bullet ruck. Like that was his go-to. So I'm like, dude, there's some ruckers on like deep sale here. And so I buy it for him. And then like there's a hip belt in there. It was a ridiculous price. Yeah. Like I can't wait for mm-hmm. Sandlot this year to shop. Um, but And then there's a hip belt in there too. I'm like, bro, you came so close to not getting that ruck from me. Because it was like, I paid for it. Yeah. He's like, I'll give you the money. I'm like, I was just going to give you my 3.0. And keep this in the yeah. hip belt. But I'm I'm a stand-up guy. So he got That's good. his ruck. But now... Now I need my own, but does he like always, it? Oh, he loves, he loves it, of it. course. Okay, yeah, it's like the bullet rucks. I love the bullet rucks. I've got not... an o, I've got an OG two compartment Ooh, that I will never let go nice. of. I say never. I mean, make me an offer. Hey, whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, when when you moved, I mean, the ruckers are so good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah. Um. That uh, yeah. What's what's not to love. And it's and he's a bigger guy. It's a whole new world. I'm like, you feel yeah. those straps way out there. And he's like, yeah, yeah, this is, it feels, this it's is nice. Yeah, they are so. they are well done. Well, oh. there's uh, couldn't have done a better episode 100. 100. Appreciate it. Can't wait. Sandlot Jacks on my website. It's not hard to find on y'all's mm-hmm. website. It's on solid7podcast.com. Link to Sandlot Jacks is there. Cool. Go register. We'll be out there again. New t-shirts this year. I think we'll Ooh. see. Um, I actually put the website on it last year. Everybody's like, hey, what is that? Or how do I find it? Like they don't have Google, that part always throws me <laughs> off. But I'm like, no, it's it's. Fine. I made the highlight video in my solid seven shirt. I was very proud of that. Nice. Um, so seemed like a solid investment. Then uh, very cool. But looking forward to that. Love what you guys are doing here. So appreciate your Thank time. You. Always a blast. Always. We'll have fun. to episode two hundred. We'll book it. All right, let's do it right now. It'll be, I'm it'll down. Be come up before we know it. Yes. And so, listeners, appreciate you guys tuning in as always. Um, hit the website, solid7podcast.com. It's the number seven, solid7podcast.com, where you can find my GoRuck affiliate link on there. For the love of God, use my link and leave your cookies turned on, please. That's all I, I ask. But uh, <laughs> affiliate links on there, link to Sandlot Jacks. Um, good causes, of course, are always on there and links to the latest podcast. But the best thing you could possibly do is whatever app you're on right now, if you haven't already, click subscribe, click follow, give us a little thumbs up, a little five stars. And uh, tell the eagle, evil algorithms to point people our way <laughs> makes such. Let the Chinese know you're listening. Yes, so, do. but uh, and until next week.
We're out. The Solid 7 Podcast is fueled by Jocko Go. Engineered for anyone who wants to get after it in life, pre-meeting, pre-testing, pre-negotiation, or pre-mission. If you're looking for an extra cognitive or physical edge, Jocko Go is your force multiplier. With 95 milligrams of caffeine and zero sugar, the keto-friendly Jocko Go will give you a physical and cognitive boost without the crash that you experience with average energy drinks. Visit JockoFuel.com today, and you can use our promo code SOLID7, that's S-O-L-I-D-7, to get 10% off your order. Get on the path and get after it. Oh, and because lawyers exist, these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, and this product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Thank you.